everyone, and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm Austin Kennedy, your host, and... Timothy Kaiser. Ooh, Timothy. That's my name, you piece of shit. <laughs> Tim. Tim Kaiser. He's the other host. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hi. Hi, host. Yeah, welcome to Film Geek Time Machine, and this is the podcast where I have a time machine, and I'm a film geek, so what do I do? I go back in time and watch movies, and I bring Tim with me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> But well, you're you. excited about it. You wanted. To... I am. Oh yeah. I. I. I time I, machine. I, let's I, go. I go through time. <laughs> I get to travel through fucking time with my good bald friend. And what we normally do is we will pick a random date. I go to random uh, number generator or whatever, and I pick a date. Today is June eighteenth, nineteen sixty six. A lot of Junes I'm noticing. We're yes going back in June, that but it's cool odd. because there's drive-ins. Then we get drive-ins. So, so we we have like a five-month period up here. Where yeah, there's no fucking drive-ins. We are in Minnesota, <laughs> and currently we're almost in the middle of a blizzard. Is oh really yeah, happening. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Blizzard. It's, oh, no, it's February twenty second while we're recording right yes, here. This so, is gonna yeah. come out in like some summer. Or <laughs> who, know, or who knows when it's coming out? I hope there's yeah. not a fucking blizzard when this drops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, so then we went back in time to June eighteenth. Um, 66, which I was looking forward to. What we're going to do is, what I do is we pick five or six movies from there. We look in the newspaper. We go to newspapers.com and we look at the newspaper and we go back in time and we actually see them in like order. We'll be like at noon, we're seeing this, at two, we're seeing this and stuff like that. So that's how it works. All right. So we're looking in the paper and Humphrey's fiance was treated for pneumonia according to uh, the thing here. Oh, that's crazy. Actually, he was about to run for for president. Before we look (laughs) at the newspaper, I want to talk about the music. So this is the the songs that were out in 1966, June 18th. So the number one song, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones, which is my personal favorite Rolling Stones song. Oh, yeah. It is their best song, song, Uh, I think. I'm not the biggest Stones fan. I'm not the biggest Stones fan. My favorite Stones song. I don't know. I like Jumpin' Jack. I'm not a big... I'm not I mean, a big blues fan, and a lot of their songs tend to be kind of on the bluesy side. Oh. And, but Paint It Black is not. Paint It Black oh. is just a kick-ass song. Well, you're a song. terrible person that doesn't like the blues. I, I understand. I don't hate the blues. It's just you're kinda, terrible. It's, 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 you okay. suck. The Love and Spoonful, did you did you ever have to make up your mind? I know that song. I Am a Rock, Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh, I, didn't, I knew Simon and Garfunkel had hits. I didn't think they ever, like... I thought they were kind of still nicked yep. even back then. So there's a oh, lot of like there. rock stuff, but then Frank Sinatra still sneaks in there with Strangers oh, in the Night. Sinatra was still in his... <laughs> he could still sing. Um, Gary Lewis and the Playboys is Jerry Lewis's son, uh, Greengrass. Um, I love... The wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Gary Lewis is Jerry Lewis's son? You didn't know that? I did not. I, I he mean, throws him in. So there's a movie in 1965 called The Family Jewels, and he's in the movie. Gary Lewis is in the movie, too. What he's the like, fuck? His band is in I there. I didn't think Jerry Lewis was old enough to have a kid... In the 60s, who was old enough to be singing songs? He was, uh, I think at this point, Jerry Lewis was like in his 40s. Like, he was born in 25 or 26. Oh, shit. Oh, so, God damn. Yeah. What a fucking old piece of shit. So, uh, Red Rubber Ball by The Circle, which I really like that song. I actually have that on vinyl. Okay. I'm, I'm, is, that's one that if I heard it, I'm sure I'd know. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know, not far, I didn't know the name of the song. It's a, good, it's a good song. <laughs> and then uh, the Beatles uh, have only one in here. Number 15 was Paperback oh, Lighter. A, that might be, that's one of my favorite Beatles songs. Oh, it's a great it's song. So freaking, I like, it's just fun. It's like, Monday, Monday, Mamas and the Papas. So there's just there's, oh yeah, this was a really well, we were rainy day up, women. Bob Dylan. These were all oldies. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Even though when I was, well, you were born they, in '68. Even yeah. in like the '80s, they were the oldies. Yeah, these even were oldies like in the years old. Yeah, which means stuff from 2003 <laughs> is the oldies. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's stupid. <laughs> that's still stuff doesn't even exist right now to me. That's still <laughs> yeah. too new, too new for me. <laughs> yes, I don't even know half those songs. I don't either. But anyways, yeah, that was a really good time to be out. And then I also looked 
Um, we should have been doing this before. TV shows that were popular oh, at the time. Oh, yes. Bonanza. Bonanza. Well, Bonanza. I'm pretty sure if we look at anything between 63 and 72, it's yeah. Bonanza's number one. Okay. Well, and then it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, variety shows. Jackie Gleason show, the Lucy they show, Andy huge. Griffith show. Well, Andy Griffith show is not. They is were not cheap to make, and they, all, and they got good ratings. <laughs> now, I, I had to look this up. I didn't know what. De- what the fuck is that? Dictari? It's an American family drama with like a monkey. He's, like, he's a veterinarian, That's I like guess. Seventh in the ratings. Yeah. But granted, this ratings ends at the twenty nine. Right. Because right. There was only three networks. But and... <laughs> uh, Bewitched, Beverly Hillbillies, uh, Golden yes, Pile, those are all things that we Sullivan, all heard of. Well, I've never heard of that one. Smothers like... Brothers Comedy Hours is so good. Oh yes. It's... Oh yes. I mean, all these variety shows. Hogan's Heroes. Um, like, the, is the Red Skelton Hour a yeah. variety show? Um, I think it was like a skit show where he did sketches. Okay, of of things. Uh, uh, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure I Spy My Three Sons, FBI. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I, I've heard of most of these. Remember how? Remember when I Spy wasn't terrifying? <laughs> Spy. Oh, that's right. Because Bill Cosby. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Yeah. I was like, what are you? Oh, yeah. It was super. <laughs> Is that Robert Culp too? Robert I think Culp? so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a super important show that nobody can ever watch again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, anyway, so now let's look back to the movies that were out, and not necessarily. Um, these aren't the ones we saw. So let me, let's go to not the drive-ins right now. Bambi was out again. Bambi. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So all these movies aren't going to be from '66 because they would release, re-release films. So some of these yes. movies, actually, only three of the movies we're seeing are from '66. Two are from '65, and one's from '66. Which is odd. No, that typically happens to us if we watch something from like January or February yeah. or something. But this is the middle of summer. Yet yeah, they still said, "Well, the drive-ins always show shit from previous." They always show older because stuff because that for costs sure. cheaper to get. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got Doctor Shivago still in the theater. Sound of Music. That we this um, we had the option to watch numerous like three hour epics. Yeah, and we chose one three hour. It's epic. a mad, 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 mad world. It was another one. Well, that's um, right. We had like five those, three hour the, epics. Those magnificent men and their that's flying a three machines. hour epic. I think, isn't it? I don't know much about that. It's movie. about two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, Alphabet Murders. Um, the Pawnbroker, which I now going back, I'm like I've never seen it. And Cindy Lumet, who I really like as a director. Cindy well, Lumet, um, you didn't pick it, so we're never going to see it ever again. <laughs> How to stuff a wild bikini? Um, There's a, I mean, that's the magic. That even if we did end up randomly picking a date, yeah, within like a week or something, yeah, the previous one, at least stuff. we could easily still find six movies. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. But Born Free, um, boy, did I get a wrong number. A later Bob Hope movie. Um, and then let's go to the drive-ins. There's a lot of drive-ins. Yeah, drive-ins. we we had a lot of choices. Sixties, I think um, drive-ins were at their peak. Jerry probably. Lewis and the Patsy. Um, Elvis Presley. Tickle me was in the, at the this, drive-in. Is this is this a drive-in? The Magnificent Men. Are, it was just by it, itself. Yeah, it was just because it was three hours long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or two, Blood, and a half hour two and a half hours. Blood and Black Lace and Young Dillinger plus Kiss and Cousins. That would have been our triple feature. Oh, Young Dillinger. We didn't even see the triple feature. Should have done that. Too. I don't understand. Young Dillinger? I think I don't think he, I think his career lasted like yeah. four years. Okay. Oh, uh, another one. Then, oh, they um they had a the Hilltop Drive in Marnie and the Birds. What's Marnie? That's Alfred Hitchcock, Sean Connery, oh, Tippi oh, Hedren. Yeah. Okay. He made it right after the Birds. Those sixty-four. Well, oh, they're showing in the wrong order then. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we didn't see. The um the six movies we did we did A Thousand Clowns, which was nominated for Best Picture. We did um. Jeez, our second movie. It's oh, a right big here. hand for the little lady, a you doofus. Hand, a big hand for the little lady, um, which this is the only one of these that I've never heard of. And you this is saw the, this. So this is the weird week because that is what the movie I had seen before. And not only seen, seen numerous times. And you're just like, oh, you haven't seen it? 
We're fucking. We're, we're doing it because I need to know your opinion. On yeah, this yeah. So big hand for the little lady was her second one. Um, then we decided to go to um a Cinerama theater to see. George Stevens, the greatest story ever told. Yes, Jesus movie. Three hours, fifteen minutes yep. of movie. Yep, yep. Um, Nevada Smith uh, with uh, Steve McQueen, and then at the drive-in we saw The Chase um, with Marlon Brando, Jane Fonda, Robert Redford, and then The Killers, which was a 1964 holdover um, with Lee Marvin. Yes, I was excited about these. Um, I, I was very movies. excited about one of these in particular. Didn't know any, but your opinion. Oh, on okay. it. But also, I wanted to see Jesus. Even though I have no Jesus in me. Okay? <laughs> but the past is so filled with Jesus movies that I'm like, we should watch one of these. Jesus yeah, movies. yeah. And yeah. then we chose this one. We didn't want to pick, oh, The Last Temptation of Christ or some good one. Oh, okay. right, right. The Last this Temptation like, of Christ. Well, we'll get that. We'll Thousand get Clowns was our first movie. So we got to see this one. I think this one started like at 945 in the morning. And I want you to give the synopsis on this movie. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the synopsis, well, it's. Jason Robards is a pretty cool actor. Like I always, yes, I, he's, he's in a, two of these movies. He is actually. There's a couple actors that are in multiple films. Oh yeah, films yeah, yeah. In, oh yeah, that's this right. week. We, we do have two. We there's have a few. Couple other ones. But yeah, Thousand Clowns. This was actually based off of a play, and the person who directed the play also directed the film. Fred Coe. He's only directed like maybe two or three movies. So Jason Robards um, plays kind of like. I mean, a lot of people would call him a bum. But I mean, he, he's not homeless. No, 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 he's so not homeless. He is, so he is he, a slacker. But he's okay. a writer and, uh, you know, who used to write for a children's show. And he doesn't want to do the rat race. He doesn't want to do a nine to five. He doesn't want to be a zombie. And he actively will go out of his way to not get a job because he wants to just be free. He feels free. Unfortunately, so he also has his nephew lives with him, his 12-year-old nephew, who they don't really 100% explain how he got into his custody. Not he really. kind of does. A little bit, saying like maybe his mom or dad like his ran dad, out or something. His mom just sort of left one yeah, yeah, yeah. day, okay? Right. And he was well, like that's what I mean. They didn't really explain it And he was kind lot. of babysitting, and now he's like, I guess I just inherited a right. kid. So he's, um, you know, um, unemployed, and... They're, you know, late with rent and all that stuff. And then the wealth, this uh, two welfare people from the welfare place, whatever, yes. come and uh, played by uh, one of them is Barbara Harris. And the other one, it's, I don't remember uh, his name is. Kit. <laughs> Kit? The voice of Kit. That's the voice of That's Kit? That's the voice of Kit. You didn't know that? Who was that? Was that William Daniels? Uh, no. God damn it. Which I, remember, one I don't remember what the character's names were. I want to say it was Albert. Is it uh, fucking hell? Is it? Yeah, it might be it's Albert. It's Albert. It's William Albert. Daniels. It's Albert. William yeah. Daniels is the voice of Kit. He's the voice of Kit. Anyways. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. If you had known that beforehand, when you listen to like, yeah, you would have. Oh, yeah, it's just fucking Kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, oh, I kind of want to go back He's uncredited now. in Knight Rider. Though. Okay. He actively okay. wanted to. That is interesting. I didn't even know that. that. That Kit was a car. So Thousand Clowns. <laughs> so they're there and they're they're interviewing because they, they want to see if it's a suitable place for, you know, the, the nephew. And, and of course, during this whole process, he is like just totally ignoring everything they're saying. They're just like, have you been to the Statue of Liberty? Have you been, you know, and he's just yes. coming up with facts. And it's funny because his nephew does the same thing. His nephew kind of like, you know, like, hey, look at look at this, uh, look at this lamp with, with uh, boobs that light up, you know, and stuff like that to distract him. Well, uh, long story short, it doesn't go well and it ends up with Albert leaving. But for some reason, Barbara Harris, um, she is kind of a new psychiatrist. It's like, she's new into the field. She's a graduate. She's an expert she, she's in that. She's a doctor. She's a doctor, but she hasn't really been out on the field that she long. She doesn't uh, give me the 
feeling in this movie that she had the patience to complete a doctorate. Okay. Right. <laughs> but anyways, she she kind of um, is enamored by uh, by Jason Robards' character, Mary Burns, but also the nephew as well. And then, so it ends up that she stays and is like, I'm going to help you out, but then ends up kind of falling for Jason Robards. Or at least in... in, in she moves she's, in yeah, she that does. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? And she, but and she, she broke up with her boyfriend earlier who that day. Who is Albert? Who is Albert? Yeah. Yes. They it. broke up in that room yeah. right now. Yeah. And now she has a new boyfriend, yeah. Jason Robards, so, and now she lives there. But now she's just like, well, but now she's also like starting to be like, well, maybe you should go out and look for a job. And, you know, so he's just like, okay, I will. And that's kind of, the, I mean, that's not the end of the story, but that's kind of the, the setup of the premise of the film. Will Jason Robards kind of get his act together or find himself or whatever? So, yes, there, you know, it's 1966. There's going to be problematic things in movies. Yes. It's fine. I accept it with this movie, and and oh, th- I didn't. This is one of those movies. I actually, I did like it. I, I, um, I did, I did. I, I know. I, I, I could tell. I didn't. I mean, it's not the best movie I've ever it, seen. In the, the the opening stuff of this is yeah. gorgeous. So I they're really, in the, they're in New York, and I'm like, I don't know how they did this, but there's nobody else in New York. I'm like, is this a fucking post-apocalyptic? That movie? was really cool. Yeah. Then, it, then the then everybody's in the street because it's uh, <laughs> that's a really cool scene because it opens with Jason Robards going with his nephew, like, look. Look at this. It's beautiful. There's nothing here. Yeah. But watch. Here it comes. Boom. And then everyone yeah. starts going to work. And he's like, look at all these zombies or whatever. You know, Jason Robards in this is really good. I really like Jason Robards. I'm not talking about his character. No, no, about no, no. I understand. His performance. I, understand. I, I, I really I like him. I, I think he's really good in the movie. I think part of it is I knew he was in the next movie. And I also loved him. A hundred <laughs> times more than I loved yeah, yeah. this movie. So okay. I, I think he's really good. I really like William Daniels as Albert. Like, he's I, 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 he's, he's he's pretty he, funny. Of, of the two social workers, yeah. he is the one who's actually feels more like okay, he's kind of a dick, but he's actively trying to do his job. He is. She is just like weird. Okay. <laughs> well, she's she. Well, I think she's a little more sensitive and to the situation. Yes. You know, it starts just, off like I said, they're all in New York, yeah, 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 and they show all that stuff, and then they go into the apartment. And I'm like, oh, this just this was a play. Yeah, because the absolutely ninety percent of this movie yeah. takes place yep. in one fucking yep. room. Yep. Okay, Martin Martin Balsam plays his brother, who just comes and drops fruit periodically. Yes. Once in a while. but he also is trying to he wants to help his brother out too. I'm trying to get him jobs. Martin Balsam won Best Supporting Actor for this movie. Martin Marty Balsam did what, the the brother. He won Best Supporting Actor in the film. Yeah, I mean, so he's good. He's I don't know good. if it's Oscar worthy, That's but it's, yeah, he won best supporting actor. I guess actor maybe it's good because I just assumed that was just the way he is. Yeah, Martin so Balsam. Like, well, he played he played worked. the private I investigator think. in Psycho. He's in Cape Fear. I mean, he's a pretty good actor. That I did not know yeah. anybody won anything for this. You you did tell it was me nominated for best picture. You told me that this was nominated for best picture. Yeah. and then um, Gene and I didn't know why. What's really interesting about this? So the the kid show that he works that he worked on, Chuckles the Chipmunk. The guy who plays Chuckles the Chipmunk, Gene Sachs. The, the terrifying nightmare? Yeah. That Chuckles the Chipmunk is fucking terrifying. That scene at the <laughs> end when he comes in and he's trying to get Jason Robards, you know, to, to work for him. And the, the way he talks to, like, his nephew, it's, like, creepy. Oh. But I actually really liked his performance. Like, I was getting a kick out of Gene Sachs. Oh, yeah, I, I got a kick out of him. But his entire... And... He, he, when he fo- shows up near the end, because he's basically yeah. wants, uh, what, Jason oh, Robards uh, to write. He wants Jason Robards to come back as a writer. Yes. Like Murray. Yep. Uh, you can't really give the kid's name is Nick, even though he literally changed his name, name. like 12 times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause he hasn't got a name. Right. His mother left 
without giving him a name. And I'm not saying he, she left when he was two weeks old. Yeah. She left when he was like seven. Okay? <laughs> and she had never given him a yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. The thing about this movie is it started off and I'm like, oh, this might be really good. Yeah. Because it seemed really crazy. And I was hoping the whole movie took place outside. Then, oh, outside. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the play stuff starts. And it was still interesting. And mm. then when she, when they broke up and then she just lives there and she basically turns into like this weird fantasy woman. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, Ugh, yeah, yeah. really bothered me. Cause that's what happens to me. I get bothered sometimes. You do. You get bothered by this. <laughs> so um, going back to Gene Sachs real quick as the chipmunk guy, he directed the odd couple, the movie. Really? Yeah, he's the he directed the Odd Couple. He became a director, so wow. he directed the Odd Couple. So I'm like, that's Gene Sachs. I'm I mean, like, that's I pretty crazy. I thought he was good. Oh, I thought he, he was, was really good. He I, he doubles down on just not understanding right. why the kid doesn't find him amusing, and I'm like, I can tell you so, why because you're not amusing, except for the weird version of amusing that you are. Okay. So my favorite thing in this movie, though, I haven't talked about it. I really like Barbara Harris in the film. I liked her performance. I'm talking about her character. I loved her performance in the movie. I she was really good. The the like so the first half of the movie, the first third, when they're doing the interview, just the way that Albert and Barbara Harris talk to each other, like you know, because she's like, oh, and you know, they totally have differences of opinions, and the she, way they go she, back wait, and wait, forth. She was giving some pushback at that point, and yeah. I enjoyed that. And, and that was really funny. It was mostly when they broke up, and then she just turned into and like, uh, but she still had some, she showed some really great she comic like timing. The house, right, right, right. Really cliche bullshit. She okay. showed some really great <laughs> comic timing, like when Albert comes back, and. And uh, where's yes. where's uh where's she? She was in the closet. She was in the closet. But like, this, and then there's a scene where like, oh, before that, when she um was going to get like, she wakes up the next morning, almost like she almost regrets it, and she's like, "Where's my clothes? Okay, they're over here." And then she's like, "Do you want any coffee?" No, thank you. Whoop! And then she just walks, runs into the closet. She's like, "Oh, this isn't the kitchen," you know. And like, I really liked her comic timing in the film. I thought her performance was very very good. Um, so I really liked her. The filmmaking itself, I thought, was okay. Um, I, I thought the outside stuff was gorgeous. I thought it was, but then the stuff in in the actual yeah. thing was not shot very it, well, wasn't edited it very well. Felt, I'm like, Ugh, I wish this was as good as the outside. Well, the outside the outside stuff was good, but it also would do this thing where there would be like these voiceovers instead of him talking. Yeah, and but that was very. It had a very French new wave feel to it. Yeah, um, with the handheld black and white cameras and stuff. So I definitely felt had a French new wave stuff to it. I'm, I. I don't want to throw myself under the bus by saying I identified with the film. I don't 100% identify with uh, Murray, but there was a couple things that really touched on me. So me personally, I am not a nine to five person. I don't want to belong to the rat race of, okay. of that stuff. So I really, all the stuff he was saying about his, his resistance to that, I was identifying with that resistance. I, I can and, understand that. And so it kind of hit me a little bit in, in, in a personal way. And I'm like, I, I actually get, I get him. I get why he's doing this. I mean, he does some problematic things because it's 1966, but I understand his kind of thoughts. Like, he doesn't want to, the he doesn't want to conform. I he doesn't want to identify conform. with was yeah. him and the relationship between him and his nephew. Yeah, yeah. Was actually interesting. And because he's not really his apparent. No, he's just. But he periodically tries to be yeah, parent like. Yeah, yeah. 
but he isn't very fucking good at it. No, and no. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. I did. And, I did like that. Oh, the kid was, uh, Woody Allen stole his entire shtick from this kid. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I can see this that. This kid yeah. was Woody Allen before Woody Allen. I'm yeah. it was like right Played when Woody Barry, Allen Barry Gordon. Right, yeah. yeah. This kid was like, uh, this kid is perfect as Woody Allen. And mm. if it was 1980, 80, if it was 86, I'm like, this kid's doing a perfect Woody Allen. But I'm like, this this is 66. Uh, Woody Allen was not big enough for this kid to rip off Woody Allen. No, okay. if, if this was, if this was um, spread, if the movie was spread out in more than just a day or two, I probably could have, I could have bought into it. But this yes, was very commonplace that, in a lot of films from even like the 30s, 40s, 50s. Because it's a play, they have to try to make it. Oh, right. it also takes place in one day. Right. So you know, so her going like, oh, I'm going to move in with you, like. I, I didn't necessarily buy that stuff. Yeah, that stuff. I was um, like, wait, does she live there now? If it was uh, spread out, if it was spread out, I think I could buy it. Yes. I think I could. But I really did like the, the scene, too, when he was going to go to work. But then he was like, you know, he's like, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to be responsible. And then he's like, no, I don't really want this. And then, you know, he's yes. walking he out on jobs. Or he's he going to lose the kid. Right. Okay. And um, so I'll reduce spoilers and stuff. It does end with him. And it had kind of a bittersweet ending where... he gets a job with he does. W- the weird chipmunk yep. guy. Yep, yep. But I, I wasn't 100% clear. No, 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 no he, he did. Go back to work there, He did, but then he... But but the way, you know, he wakes up in the morning and he's going on the bus and he's he's part of the rat race now. And it's yeah. it's kind of, to, for me, a bittersweet movie because I, I, you know... Okay, I don't have a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that if you have a kid yes. you just gotta hucker down and no do you know it. it's true you're true it's your i do fucking I, job now yes okay? yes and he sort of now legitimately has the kid because this is the only way for him for the yeah. kid now it is weird that these people show up and they're like we're gonna take him over we're gonna take yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna take the kid away from you and i'm like really this is one of the worst things in new york no <laughs> he has a house yeah yeah okay? yeah he gets food yeah he isn't being beaten by his yeah, uncle. No, no. This is nowhere near. Go to somebody who's actually in trouble. You yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? It's not a perfect movie, but I, I identified with some of the stuff. I, I enjoyed Jason Robards and Barbara Harris especially. So I'm going to give it a three. I did like it. Oh, so. boy. I'm dropping this. It's, I'm trying to think. Because there's some really pretty stuff. Yeah. And I, I did somewhat identify with him and mm. the, the kid. Like one and a half. One and a half. Wow. It bothered me. <laughs> this movie was just, it bothered me a lot. A okay. lot of the stuff with her. Okay. Yeah, because really it, it does me. this stereotypical female. And, and, and it and... also does the thing that bothers me in a lot of these movies. At one point, she leaves him. Yeah. And by at one point, I mean the next day after they yeah, met. Yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. And then by the end of that day, she also goes comes back. back. And I'm yeah. like, Jesus, just one of these movies. I forgot my files. Fucking leave. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So... Before um before we recorded because what we do is when we when we go back in time you don't tell me like we don't talk to each our other our rules are we don't we talk... do not review the movies to each other no. until we are on the freaking air right okay? right 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 so I remember afterwards you was like I like one of these and I'm like well it's not thousand clowns <laughs> I'm like I knew you didn't like this movie it's like like I could tell. I knew you would like this movie. okay <laughs> <laughs> at least we're understanding each other we look do, at that we do, we that's do. good no I just, I know you have problem with problematic characters and stuff so well also I don't know it's just like yeah it was the problematic characters was really the biggest problem because yep. the outside stuff is so gorgeous. Just, yeah, it was just like yeah. sad. That they I'm did like, a, they oh, made a really good use of um, the location of New York. It's a sure. black and white yeah. movie, yeah. and it all looks freaking. Oh, it's phenomenal. really good. 
really good cinematography. Where black and white isn't cheaper to make. Okay, so yeah, so, yeah the, cost the same or le- or more. Yeah, Academy Awards were Best Picture, Supporting Actor, C One, Marty Balsam, Screenplay, um, Adapted, and then Music Score. One for supporting because I'm like. He wasn't bad. He's good. But how is no? There's nobody else that was better this entire year. No, right. Because I'm like, he was barely in it. I guess he shows I mean, up. I, I could see like a, he gives like a lecture to his brother at one right. point. That I was guess. a good scene. Now, Jason Robards and Barbara Harris, I would argue that they're probably more Oscar worthy than Martin Balsam was so in the film. As supporting, yes. If Kit, well, no, they were more like leads. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, if Kit, but they were not. If I, I feel like Kit. I'm just gonna call he him was him. good. Okay. <laughs> Actually, even Gene okay. Sachs, because that was such a weird. He's the Night Industries yeah. 2000. That's his fucking full name. Okay? I would I would have nominated Gene Sachs <laughs> as the chipmunk because he was so weird. He was I, weird. I, I you're right. Him. Also, I yeah, you're right. It's weird that he that they nominated the the guy who was like wasn't bad. <laughs> a lot of people in this movie alone what, and also were better at supporting. I actors. think at this point though, Martin Balsam <laughs> was very respected as a character actor. So I think they yeah. were just. I think it was one Is of those. Is this a things. one of the ones where he, we should give him an Oscar? Yeah, today. I think so. I think okay. it could. It could have been. I, I yeah. obviously I was lying back sense. then. That does In hindsight, that's what it looks like. All right, our second movie was Tim's movie. Oh baby, a big I hand. Can't wait, a big hand oh. for the little lady. Henry Fonda, Joanne Woodward, Jason Roberts. I can't believe. You've like I said, I've never movie. even heard of it. I'm, I consider myself a pretty big film geek. I do a lot of research on films. I look at a lot of people's careers. Um, I go back this one totally totally missed it's funny I'm looking at the I'm looking at the poster and it, it must have had an alternate title Dodge City it's this big it deal it doesn't take City, place in yeah. Dodge City okay well, they, don't, they don't say the town though do the they it's like a town of like it's like on four buildings right okay? right right, right, right. It's a Dodge so big hand for a little lady <laughs> and I didn't even know it was a western I know. I actively said, I'm not going to tell you shit. Yeah, yeah. Just did, gonna I'm it. assuming you saw that poster. You're like, oh, it's a Western. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, when we walked into the theater, there was the poster there. And I yes. saw it. And I'm like, oh, it's a Western. It was. I yeah. forgot. We went to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was interesting. Cause, so I like all those actors. And then you also got Burgess Meredith is in it. Um, oh, char- there's a lot of character actor Kevin McCarthy, who I'm a big fan of. Um, you've never heard of this movie it's and so crazy I, I can't believe I've never heard of it yeah it's funny It's it, this is one of those movies that you saw tell me about your history on the film okay yeah. okay this is a poker movie yes so one of the things I'm going to talk about in this movie is poker in movies okay, okay. yeah but we're going to talk about that okay but uh, are you a poker be- player do you like poker uh, back before I knew you okay I was big into poker okay like okay. mid aughts okay. okay 2003 okay. through 2007 okay I used to even run local poker tournaments. Okay? Wow, I had no clue. You didn't know any of that no, shit, no, did I, didn't, I didn't. I was pretty damn solid at poker. Okay. I'm up on poker lifetime, okay? okay? And okay. nobody says that unless you are lying, okay? <laughs> um, I, at one point in my life then, I don't know how I found this movie. I just So it's it, not it something popped, you saw as a kid? Not something I saw. Oh. I saw this as an adult because oh. I was looking for poker movies, oh. and I saw this. For some reason, I thought like it was a uh, poker movies. When you said something. you saw this a bunch of times, I, I assumed you just saw it on TV or something. I may have, might have been the first time that right. I like looked it up or something. Okay, but the internet was around yeah. when this movie came out, so yes. I could have looked it up. Okay, I just happened to watch it, and I'm like, I fucking loved that fucking movie. <laughs> I and here's the thing: I watched it again, and I'm like, okay. I haven't seen this movie in a few years. I oh, you've seen it. Time. And now you're watch watching it, it in a podcast. And I'm going to watch it, and I have to actually fucking take notes. Yeah. And I'm going to review it later, and I'm like, still love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, uh, spoiler alert, four fucking stars. What? Okay. Oh, my God. I love it. It's wow. Uh, no, that, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, <laughs> movies that, that I have 
nostalgia for or yes, anything like yes. that. I'm like, like Streets of Fire. I'm like, more Star movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand. You know. So um, this movie is, yeah, it's it takes place in one day, right? Two days. Is it two days? I, I act in my notes, baby. I decided <laughs> this time I'm going to look at times. Yeah. It starts around noon. And then they literally oh, go right. overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So yes, maybe yes. over like a 27 hour period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. So it's about a poker game that happens, I think, annually, right? It's an annual high stakes. Uh, annual? High stakes they poker know game. When it's going to happen. Yeah. But they have to go at that moment. At that moment, That's they leave whatever. This movie. Okay? Yeah, so they're they, they, like, one person leaves like his daughter's wedding, and one person yes. like. Leaves. He's a lawyer, and he he's leaves. A, yes, leaves this he, guy he on the stand. Yeah, yeah. his client now probably be hung, maybe be, <laughs> be hanged. He's going to be. A, he's going to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the main guys that I know are is, is Kevin McCarthy and uh, Jason Robards are part of the poker game. Halfway through, or not halfway through, but a little bit after the poker game has started, a family comes to town. It's actually okay. I'm yeah. sorry, I did the timing. No, that's fine. That. The actual plot stuff with the big hand for the little lady yeah. doesn't start until they've been playing for a solid 20 hours. Okay. okay. Oh, is it 20 it hours? It doesn't start. Okay. That shit happens after the entire That's about 20 minutes into the movie. And then, yeah, it's, so it's, yeah. Henry, that's, that's when Henry Fonda Henry Fonda and yeah. Joanne Woodward uh, showed up. And, you know, their fam- they have a little kid. That kid's creepy. <laughs> yeah, the kid. So they go in there and then, so they go to this the saloon where they're explaining, like, hey, do you have a room? It's like, hey, this isn't a place for a family. I'm like, well, hey, we... We've been traveling. We really need to have this place. Please let us stay here. Okay, fine. You can have a room. And then um, he discovers, and in front of him, he sees some guy getting chips. He's like, "What? What? What's going on? Is there's a game?" And all of a sudden, he starts sweating, and yeah. he's just like, "Uh oh." This is a problem. Like you watch this, and you uh, immediately, I was like, "Uh oh, Henry Fonda is the next. He's a former gambler. He's a recovering yes, gambler." He is. And um, Joanne Woodward's like, "Uh, you promised." He's like, "I'm just gonna watch. Can I watch? Can I watch? Can I watch?" And he's, yeah, sure. Why don't you come in? Kevin McCarthy's like, "It's against the rules." But I Kevin, think Kevin McCarthy only allows it because, because he wants to take his money. He wants to take his money. Also, he's got a thing for the wife. Oh, so absolutely. Like, oh, you know, if I could get you broken up, maybe I'll end up with her. Exactly. That's, That's definitely, definitely what he's going for. <laughs> um, and they don't, like, outright say that, but I like that that was an underlying thing, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, Jan Woodward At goes... At one point, they basically say it. <laughs> Jan Woodward goes off and gets the, the stagecoach. She's like, okay, well, I'll be back. She, she tells, tells her son, I'm like, keep an eye on him. He's like six years old. You know, keep an eye on your, on your father. And so, they go back there in the poker game, and... He starts losing profusely. Like, he's losing like crazy. He's losing bad. And, and, oh, yeah, yeah, did you say it took $1,000? Yeah, okay. $1,000 to get in. To get in. And so he's like, he takes 1000 And they have 4000 1880s money. They have 4000 in cash, yeah. like, in the bag. And then after he spends all that, he's like, okay, the stagecoach. And and then he's trying to get rid of, well, no, he's not the stagecoach. He was trying, he got his watch. And then, you know, he's oh, not, oh, oh, yes. And, uh, he, at one point, he goes back and gets more money. More yes. money. He lies to the kid at right. that point. Right. Okay. Yes. Oh, your, wife, your mom, mom said I could do this. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. This is not, Henry Fonda, is, right. this is like the worst human being you've played in a movie. Right, right, okay? right. <laughs> so it's funny. I'm watching this at this point. Yeah. This is halfway through the movie. Do you have any idea what the fuck's going to happen in this movie? No, no, no. So I'm watching <laughs> the movie, though, and I'm going back to when we went back into 1989. A movie called Let It Ride, where a guy, guy yeah, where I, a guy I is losing all his money, it, I'm like, and he's going against his wife uh-huh. and his lady, spending yeah. everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, 
How can Tim shit on that movie? That's what I'm saying. Tim- I'm watching that this time. I'm like, I know a fucking secret, baby, about this fucking movie that Austin is watching and he doesn't fucking know. I was like, I saw that and I'm like, how can Tim justify Henry Fonda in this movie and just and then and then and then when the movie and then the, then the rest of the movie happens, I'm like, okay. I got it. <laughs> Anyways, so, but um, one of the, the big plot points. I knew the, the moment he lied to that kid, I'm like, Austin's going to be fucking, rip, he's going to be killing himself. Why does Tim like this movie? <laughs> Why does he like this? And he shit, shit on my movie. Let it ride. Let it ride to awesome. Anyways, so <laughs> Henry Fonda, so he has, he gets this hand and he's like, this is it. And he's trying to bet on the hand. Oh, they've he, all got terrible poker faces. And, they all have amazing hands. And, yeah, they said, I have the best hand. I have the best hand. I have the best hand. So they're putting everything in the pot. Well, they have this rule, though, where it's the Western rules. Where Western rules, if, which I if don't you think if you can't, exists anymore. If you can't <laughs> bid anymore, you are out and you lose your money. Even yep. if you have the best hand ever, you can't bid anymore if you're, yep. if you're out of money. So he's like trying to find ways. Don't play against people who have more money than you. We're gonna so, lose every hand. So his watch. <laughs> so so, so he has his watch, and he's like offering a stagecoach, all that stuff. So his wife finally finds out is coming in, and he's like, "I have this hand. It's amazing." And then he's like, "Ah!" screams, and he falls down. He is having a heart attack. Yeah. They get Burgess Meredith in as the doctor, who was great in the movie. I like Burgess Meredith. Oh, Burgess and, Meredith is never and, bad in the movie. <laughs> he comes in, and so he's like, "It's a heart attack. It's his heart." He's best like, supporting actor. Is what he <laughs> so he lays. So he, he they lay him down, and he's like, and he gets his wife, and he's like, "My hand, you got to play my hand." So John Woodward's like, "Okay, I, I guess I'm in." And and then they let him in, even though that well, there's that one old guy. He's like, "I hate women," you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did like. Actually, he was funny to watch. Oh, there's a lot of funny. Um. So he. Okay. What about the moment where she sat down, and she goes like, and "How do you play this game?" Well, she doesn't say it like that. Yeah, yeah. She says it in the most serious, yeah, angry because she has to do this yeah. thing. Fashion. How do you play? Uh, and they all just to look on all their faces. They're like, I still laugh every fucking time. <laughs> they don't know how to play. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they give a great, actually, one of the best. You don't actually need to know the rules of this game, but here's how you need to fucking know. Okay? Yeah. They do a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then she goes to the bank and tries to get this, the bank guy there to uh, give her some money. He's like, I can't do it. And she's like, what's your collateral? And she shows him the hand. Yes. And he's like, oh. And he's like, I still can't do it because I don't believe in gambling. So then they go back there and they're like, it looks like that she's going to be out. And then he comes back, the bank teller guy, and he's like, I'm going to stake you in because of your hand. And he's like, here's five thousand dollars. Well, he gives he keeps... a long speech yeah. about everybody in this. There's yeah. like every, now yeah. everybody is in the room. Yes. All these other people. And he's like asking, What collateral did I require you? And you and you. And she yeah. goes, I've never had anybody give me better collateral than this that hand. fucking hand of poker. And everyone's <laughs> like, What? I guess we're gonna go into spoilers on this. Well, of course you have to It's hard to. It's hard to. It's impossible not to give spoilers. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. I mean he bets like Ten thousand dollars. Yes, That's like he's like here's all the money in the bank. Yeah, you all lose now. Okay? Yeah, because they couldn't afford to stay in. Well, so, I also think that yeah, they all just believe they're gonna yep, lose now. Yep, okay? and so they fold. She wins. She gets all the money, and yeah. then and then which which was great. What I really liked about the movie, they never show the hand. Oh, uh, you are incorrect, sir. Oh, they oh because they show it a you little bit. You get to yeah, fully yeah. see that hand. I did in a magical future world that we all live in on an HD copy. You can pause <laughs> that and you'll see that hand. I that hand of... is a steaming pile of garbage. Okay? <laughs> see, I don't. 
I don't play poker, so I didn't know. I what do you mean you didn't know? You know how to you know what ranks of poker are. At one point, you see the ten of diamonds. As we're going into a oh, baby, yeah, 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 my yeah. favorite movie, one of my favorites. <laughs> you see the ten of diamonds because all you can just see like one card, mm-hmm. and then she shows it, and you don't think you're going to see the hand, yeah, because the camera angle, right? And then they rotate it, and she's still holding up the hand, and I'm like, that has has black cards, it has red cards, it has face cards, it has not face cards. That hand sucks. Okay. <laughs> oh, and she shows them in the bank, right? Yes, yeah. in the bank. Well, she flashed it. I didn't get a good look. So I was just like, yes, anyway. because we were in a theater. Yes. A completely real theater. Yes. Okay? So, <laughs> so you know, when's the hand? And I'm like, okay, it's done. And and I thought that was over. And I had maybe a thing in the movie where I'm like, is Henry Fonda just trying to get out of this by and, and getting out of trouble with his wife by faking a heart attack? But, you know, Burgess Meredith, you know, well, he said it's a heart attack, so whatever. He's a doctor. And honestly, I'll say this movie got me. Of course it fucking it, it, got you. It's the best movie of every time. No, no. I didn't think. <laughs> I I was just like. I just liked it. I just liked I was it like, inexplicably. I was just like, oh. So it showed, they, they show um, later on in the evening, they show uh, Joan Woodward. She's worn a really swanky pink dress. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow. She's all dressed up after her husband had a heart attack. That's kind of weird. And she goes into this room. And then there's Henry Fonda. There's the the banker, the kids counting the, the money, the kids counting the money. <laughs> Burgess Meredith is there. Oh, and you're it's like, oh, scam, baby! It was a scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they talked to Henry Fonda. You know how to put a good crew together. And I'm oh, like, yeah. what? And I'm like, and it turns out that John Woodward was with is the bank teller's mistress or whatever. Yes, and yeah, like his girlfriend or something, and or the yeah. bank owners, not so, the bank teller. The bank teller's a fucking loser. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the owner of the bank is awesome, but the bank teller's obviously, a fucking loser. Obviously, I, uh, I I totally see your love of the movie. I I obviously don't like it as much as you. Nobody likes this movie as much it's as good. I do. It's good. It's <laughs> it's a solid three stars. I really oh. did enjoy the oh, film. Oh, good, good, it's good. good. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's just, it just has this really. And what's great about it? It didn't have to be a western either. No, but it, it helps. It did help, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a western where there's because like guns and shooting and it has to be a western because of their. Complete bullshit rules. Okay? <laughs> That's true. Their poker rules are fucking nonsense. It's, um, and they also play poker in this like poker in movies. Yes. I'm going to tell you. Here's the thing. From having run poker yeah, yeah, yeah. there's things you can't do. Okay. You see this movies all the time. I call and then I raise. Too late. You already fucking called. Called and raising are two different things. You've already said call. Fuck you. You're called. <laughs> you can't raise now. Okay. That's the rules. Also. If if you move in your call chips and then move in your raise chips, same exact thing. You have to move everything in in one movement. Okay, <laughs> this is purely just poker poker bullshit that only me and other people would yeah. other poker idiots would know. Yeah. Okay, and shit like that. They do that shit all the time, and I'm fine with it. Okay. So because I did. This movie is a fucking fantasy. Okay? It is absolutely, and and uh, it's directed by Fielder Cook, who I'm not too familiar with um, as as a filmmaker. Yes, he's um, he's the greatest director of all time. <laughs> no, the, the, <laughs> I don't know. I so the, like the, the filmmaking. Movie. A lot. No. I still love the, it. The filmmaking is is solid. It's not like anything special yeah. or anything like that. It's just solid. There's it, great shots. No, no. It's, when it's, they're walking, it good. the whole scene when she's going to go to the bank. Oh, they're all goes, walking is together. There a, is there a bank in this town? Yeah. And she goes, to go, uh, there's a bank right across the street. What are you going to do? I'm going to go get money. Yeah. And then she leaves. She starts, she gets yeah. up to leave, but she's going to hold the hand. Uh, they're like, hold, uh, hold uh, you can't leave with those cards. What do you think? So then they because, follow her. And then she goes, because... 
what what do you mean because uh they don't want to say they don't trust her because yeah. obviously they super trust her because she's the most trustworthy human being yeah yeah as far as they fucking know even yeah though she's obviously a criminal yeah okay? yeah yeah <laughs> they end up all but one of them walk with her yeah and one guy who apparently the only one of them that they trust to not fuck with their hand yeah or not fuck with his own hand or right, something right, okay right. That scene, the whole scene where she holds up the cards, yeah, and the look on the on his face, yeah, was really is good. Fucking phenomenal. It was good. Oh, it's so I just love this fucking movie. I still love it. I can't <laughs> stop but love no, it. No, it's good. Um, so Henry Fonda, like, he's good in the movie. He's not like you know, he's, he's solid. He gives a solid performance. John Woodward is is pretty good in the movie, especially towards the end of the movie. I think she's great. She's really because good. of the fact that she is actually playing two completely different Absolutely. versions of this character. Yeah, and she knocks them both out of the park. She's swindling. Jason Robards is again solid actor. Yes, like his I stuff. Thought, that's why I kind of was like, I know he's in the next movie, and I'm watching My, The Thousand Clouds, and I'm like, uh, he's good in this. But I like the fact that yeah. he is a terrible human being in this movie. No, absolutely, but he's amazing at it. He's really good. He's he just wants to play fucking poker. He's like, let's he play, play fucking. Cards. I wish he did. Yeah, let's let's play poker. Oh, getting, I'm here to play poker. He's out. Yeah, he's okay. out. You know, it's like I left my I left my daughter's wedding. Yeah, a day and a half ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burgess Meredith probably has I don't know I mean, he's probably my favorite performance in the film just because I just like Burgess Meredith and like when he shows up what what I loved about his character in the very beginning of the movie is that there's these two guys and I, I can't believe Slim Pickens wasn't in this movie he should have been so been. Been. so but Slim Pickens or the, the guys that would have been Slim Pickens are the guys that are like what's Who's winning? Who's winning? They're asking the oh, bartender yeah. guy. Who's well, winning? The bartender I'm like, is great. In oh, he's good too. too. He's like, I, I can't. You know, he's like, none of my business. None of my no, business. I have no idea who that. But then Burgess is. Meredith comes in and he's like, who's winning? And the bartender tells him right away. Yeah, because he's fucking. <laughs> like, also, the, there's a great scene when that when Burgess shows up for that first time. Yeah. Uh, before any of this stuff yes. is happening. Yes. And there's a guy get a get on a Doc's chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's this guy. Yeah. It's like just some random guy. Yeah. Get on a Doc's chair because I went double with Doc instead of you. He's really important to this Doc. <laughs> Magic but he was awesome. also in he's on the. There. He actively says in this movie he's been working there as their doctor for like forty years. So yeah, he's obviously probably. But they got him in on the. They got him in on the. And also the he's like though. the uh, the veterinarian because he was also gonna. There was he mentions that there's a woman is pregnant. Also their horse is pregnant. So he's like, I hope they both have it at the same time. Yeah. Okay, so I'd yeah. have to go back. This is a trip. <laughs> no, it's um no. I thought it was really good. So um and I really like Kevin McCarthy too. Kevin McCarthy was the guy that was trying to bang Joanne Woodward or whatever. Yes, so. yeah, I, <laughs> I really like thing. him. He's well, he's the guy in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original nineteen fifty six. He's like, they're coming for you. You're next. He's like the, the that guy, and he's also in a lot of uh, Joe Dante films and stuff. But I, I do really like. Uh, Kevin I took McCarthy notes for this. Too. I don't know why. I don't need to fucking. I know everything. About well, we were talking about this. We were talking about this right before the podcast. Um, I can't read my notes. My note. I, I horrible I take handwriting. My iPhone. So we have to sit in the far back of the theater, right. So nobody can see my magical future phone. Okay? <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, there'd be a paradox if that happened. So yeah, I'm like trying to look at my stuff. Like what? What are like random things that I write down? I can't even. I can't even read my writing. I <laughs> see sweat. Fuck? I what see is, sweat. What the hell is this? Those aren't words. It's writing in the dark. I'm not using my phone. Um, Hate women. I saw hate women. Stay stupid. Losing money. These are stuff I... We get it. Why do you bother with notes? Oh, I wrote letters. Those are fucking There it is. Let it ride. (laughs) But let it ride Oh, yes. I was was giddy when he was like... When I'm like, he thinks I like this movie. 
and in spite of the fact that that he is a piece of uh, shit or seemingly piece, piece of he's, shit, he's a piece of shit to his wife. Yeah, they also actively say the bank guy says, "Oh, I can't believe we got away with scamming him." Scam? That was just a bluff. It was a super yeah, yeah, bluff. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm sorry, you were the fucking dealer in that hand. <laughs> you gave them all good hands, and you didn't have enough good cards left to give yourself oh. a good hand. Okay. <laughs> okay, one one of the one of the things that I laughed at the most in this movie that I thought was funny was when they go to the bank and they go to the teller. I'm the teller. <laughs> that, yes. that actor was so funny. Oh, he was funny. I forgot and he, about and he that. Wants to yeah. be in the room with the meeting and he goes, "Go back to your cage." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a nice little touch. Yeah, the, God damn it, I love this fucking movie. So Austin. The more the more I talk about it, the more I. Well, I it could be a three and a half if I watch it again. Like I did really like it. If you like, watch it as often as I do. It's, it's gonna, one of those. It's, gonna, it's, it's one of those movies that I think would keep giving. I think it's, it does. It, it does. is it keeps good, giving. and I do think that it's a movie that obviously I don't think I don't. I don't think that many people know about it. And yes, um, obviously I didn't. Here's the thing: weird. when we looked at this week's newspaper, this day's yeah. newspaper, yeah. and I saw it on there, I'm like. Holy shit! I never in my wildest dreams thought we were going to travel back. Back in time to see it, we got to go see the theater. Like yeah. Week and a half period of time where this movie was in theaters. Yeah, because it bombed. I yeah, think. yeah, I think it, it didn't did. do shit. It's been on TV. Yeah, wait, the original TV play. It was a TV play. What? Walter, Walter Matthau was Meredith. Oh, I have to fucking find it's this. It's called Big Deal in Laredale. It was an NBC. Sixty-two NBC. Oh, I gotta see if I can find this fucking. Thing. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, but no, it, I think it's good, and I think so. Big hand for the little lady. Um, it's definitely worth seeking out. Um, I believe it is on Amazon Prime to rent, so I yes. would I would definitely recommend and if checking it out. Full, it's, and if it's especially if you HD, like poker and stuff, and if yeah. it's full HD, pause that hand, pause that frame <laughs> so you can see the, that fucking hand, and you're gonna find out that hand sucks because they has to suck because right. he gave all the good cards to everybody else. Okay, so now it's. <laughs> So that after we see this, now we're going to see the greatest story ever told in Cinerama at two p.m. They're only showing two showings of this, so yeah, we saw two p.m. Fucking eternity long. Yeah, it's three <laughs> hours and nineteen minutes. So um, before we start on this, the greatest story ever told. I don't think it's secret. Uh, uh, Going to get a synopsis on the greatest no, story no, ever told. I don't <laughs> think. No, 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 I don't think either one of us are. Spoiler alert: He, he, he dies, but Slash lives in the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I am not um, a religious person. Um, I also am not a religious listen, person. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm a full blown atheist, but I'm definitely agnostic. I'm pretty full blown atheist. Yeah, yeah. I'm like okay. I, I would say I would call myself more agnostic than anything. But so now all you people who hate me for that just not, just don't subscribe. Okay? Right. <laughs> I guess whatever. Also, Austin's halfway there. So yeah, 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 yeah. So no, I no, I don't have any. Thing. I was raised Lutheran. Where you were raised? I was anything? raised Lutheran. Yeah, yeah. But mostly because my mom needed a another day of the week away yeah. from us so we would go to sunday school <laughs> and by sunday school i mean she would drop us off and then we would go to the candy store okay? <laughs> really but I, I, I mean I, I sat through sunday school a few times which always confused me that all these people would say this shit just like certain aspects of this movie oh yeah and like people like this guy because jesus in this movie is kind of a dick sometimes, okay? <laughs> yeah so the greatest story ever told obviously this is the story of jesus so it starts off you know with him being born, get the three wise men, and then all of yes. a sudden he magically is thirty, and then now yeah, because he, in the Bible they skip all they all skip that all shit. over that, yeah. So then <laughs> it's about his, him. His mom didn't age a fucking day. No, okay. not at all. <laughs> and so they ended up. Um, so he ends up getting his followers, and then they're traveling, and then everything happens. There, the, the marketplace where he turns everything over. Yep. He, um, they, you know, all the plot points 
in the New Testament. So, and then uh, leading up to the Last it, Supper it is, it and, the, and the crucifixion. Like, all those plot points. In. Yep, it gets them all in there. Um, and you know, you, you know, making the blind man see and, and yes. all that stuff. Um, although they only sort of mention walking on water and and turning water into wine. Yeah, they don't really show that. And I'm like, really? I want to see those fucking. Yeah. <laughs> show me walking on water. In your shitty 1960s special effects, show me him walking on water. George Stevens um, was a <laughs> That's probably why they didn't do it. It looks stupid. <laughs> so George Stevens was a very prominent filmmaker at this point. Well, yeah, so we already watched one of his movies. <laughs> I'm a big. Um, we did. What did we watch? That was Gungadine. Oh, that's right. He did Gungadine. Yeah, yeah, I like Gungadine. So he did Gungadine. Um, also, he started as doing uh, cinematography for Lauren Hardy films and directed Lauren okay. Hardy films. But he also directed Giant. Okay. Um, yeah, let's look at his. These are all like universally. No, that's not. Although actually, go. I think this weird thing about this movie is Diary of Anne Frank, Shane, I've Giant, seen Diary of Anne Frank, Place in the Sun. I, um, he's at least I've seen a Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah, I There's mean, probably he a is, bunch of movies of that. <laughs> oh no, that's oh that movie's awesome, Diary of Anne Frank. Um, very good movie, I think. So yeah, he is a very prominent filmmaker. So they like let's do this movie, and so we get to see it in Cinerama. And I will say this: seeing it in Cinerama, I mean, oh, is pretty awesome. It's awesome. And and there's stuff. Some of the cinematography. Oh, it's is, great! Is fucking phenomenal. I mean, it's it, and that's there's why beautiful shit in this movie. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to pull a Tim and do spoiler. I didn't like it on the movie. It's a t- <laughs> here's the weird thing. I might have liked this movie more than oh, you, yeah? but I didn't like it. Like yeah. it. Okay. I, was it like a two and a half? Or uh, I'm a two. It's probably a two. I'm at a two. No, 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 no. I didn't hate it. This movie, I think, seen in Cinerama totally made it watchable. So when I wasn't liking what was on this. You know, like the story or whatever. I'm just like, wow, this looks really cool. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, it, the, it, the Last Supper in this. Oh is yeah, fucking phenomenal. It looks shot. beautiful. It looks yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It looks it like a painting. Well acted. It looks yes, like a painting. It very much looks like the painting because it's 13 people all sitting on the same side. Of the no, table. but I mean, okay. I'm, 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 so it's like no, no, that, a giant table. We but, can't sit on both sides. But just the color and everything. Oh yeah, it looks it like was a painting. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this is gorgeous. But there's plenty of other gorgeous things. Yeah. There's one really long. Sky shot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where it just goes on and on. I'm like, holy shit! Well, there's a lot of like helicopter they have shots so where many extras in this fucking oh, movie. <laughs> there's some great helicopter shots of the, just yeah. people walking. You know, oh yeah, like, uh, along Real the, the desert. Ones. And so I thought that was cool. I will say, so what's interesting? What I I thought the the funnest part about this movie was playing a, a this game. This movie gives you a game to play, and it's called Spot the Star. Because there's so there's many so cameos many in this stars. film, and a lot of them don't even Including have speaking parts. John fucking Wayne. Okay? <laughs> okay. That's probably the most laughable and one. Yes, uh, because he gets to say he truly was the son of God, but he says it in the most John Wayne fashion I've fucking heard. And his vo- mouth wasn't even moving; it was a voiceover. Oh, it was a voiceover, and he might as well, might as well have said "partner" at the end. So he was a fucking cowboy. It was at the very. Scene. It was at the okay. very. Yeah, it was at the very end of the movie when. He's right, like the last credit. Well, it was right when it was right when Jesus dies after he says, "Why have you forsaken me?" And then he, you know, yes. his head goes down, and then it starts raining, and then John Wayne's like, "He truly was the son of the one son of God." Yes. And I'm like, and I laughed at that because not only like they even sh- though right before that Sidney Poitier shows up and he's phenomenal. Well, he, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He, he doesn't say anything. That's his role. He, he, he's, he's the one that helps Jesus it. up. Yeah, with the and cross. I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. also like the only cast member in this who is. Not a white guy. Okay. <laughs> there are some other people every, of color in the every background. Every once in a while, I'll see an extra. Yeah, and like, oh, that's a black guy. That guy. I think it was just a guy in the area. Okay. Yeah, oh, there's a black guy. <laughs> there. Yeah. But then um, Sydney Poitier, I'm like, but when, oh yeah, I forgot it said Sydney Poitier. When John Wayne shows, when John Wayne <laughs> shows up, though, I'm like, 
He's not with any of the other people in the movie. It was like literally like, hey, oh, what are you doing? Put on the Centurion costume. Go stand over there. Stand over against this backdrop, and there you go. And it's like be in this Jesus movie. It totally makes sense. Yeah, that was that one really stood out. Some of them are good though. So I really liked my favorite. Actually, was um very early in the movie. Um, it was his last movie that he did. Um, Claude Rains. Claude Rains plays older King Herod. Oh, oh, that was okay. And yeah, he dies. He's like the he's the first the, king. He's the king when yeah. Jesus is a baby, yeah. and then his son, who, played who by, also does an age a day in thirty years. He's good too. He plays <laughs> by he plays by uh, by Jose Ferrer, who was in oh, he's good. the King Mutiny. There's actually the a lot of really good. He was good in the movie acting yeah. in this. There is the very the reason this movie is as long as it is. Yeah, there is a solid hour and a half of this movie where Jesus just wanders around mm-hmm. meeting people. Yep. Talking to yep. them in a real condescending bullshit fashion. I'm yeah, really yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, you 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 like him after he talked to you like that? He really <laughs> talks down to you. He talks down to you hard. And then he gets his he gets his twelve disciples. Yep. It is literally a magnificent thirteen for that period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just wandering around, yep. finding people, yep. and I'm like, this just and then we're, after like four of them, I'm like, God, I can, how long is this gonna go on? I'm like, oh, I know how long it's gonna go on. Eight more. That's how <laughs> fucking long it's gonna go on. Okay. Um I liked well. I'm not a huge Charlton Heston fan, but he plays John the Baptist. He's yes. all right. Um, he's very Heston. Yeah, he's, he's the doing the same thing. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, you know, he baptized Jesus. That was one of the first scenes you see with Jesus that he gets baptized. Yeah, as adult um, Jesus. Yes. Martin Landau is in there. Um, uh, Roddy McDowell, Roddy McDowell shows up. Sal Minio shows he's up. Like, Roddy McDowell is really the quintessential. Yeah, he followed him. Yeah, he showed up. He kind of called you names. Is basically what he does to you for yeah. a while. Yeah, and then he goes. Wow, I'm gonna follow that guy, and I'm like, uh, I didn't buy what it. the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? Um, okay, Donald, that guy was a dick. <laughs> Donald Pleasance kind of plays like the like a Satan kind of weird yes. character. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. actually a pretty cool. Scene. I, I, He's I like, like trying to like yeah. weasel in Jesus's things there. Yeah. Um, and then of course I'm a big Telly Savalas fan. He plays Pontius Pilate. Yes. So I'm like, yes, Telly's in the movie. Pretty cool. Oh, he's fine. Too. Yeah, no, he's because he is. He's a new bad well, job. It's yeah. weird. He's he, he's portrayed as being completely evil, and then right at the end. He, even though he has, to I didn't do think he was portrayed as evil. I don't well, think so. He's, he's kind of. He's just being, doing his job. He's doing his job. But at the end, he still does his job, even though it feels like maybe maybe this guy is like legit. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. At this point, he has for the he has healed a couple people. He literally resurrected Lazarus, yeah, and you yeah. never fucking see Lazarus again. Okay, well, right, right. so that happens right before the uh, right before the intermission, and then they don't mention it. They mention it like right after intermission that he resurrected yeah. some guy. And then Jesus, at that point, he's like, well, I'm getting ready to go die now. And I'm like, what? I think the problem, one of the main problems with this movie is it's based on the Bible. Yeah. But they didn't try to, like, make a story. No, it. Okay? it was just greatest hits. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, here's yeah. some stuff that Jesus did. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. They, will, they will be talking in perfectly normal English. And then Jesus will say, here's a quote from the Bible. And I'm like, that doesn't sound anything like anybody else is talking. Okay? Yeah. Cause there's all these like people are talking like thou forsaken me and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden one of the, the disciples shows up and he's like, what's your name? Jesus. Oh, that's a good name. That's and a I'm good like, name. <laughs> or they, they might as well start calling people jive turkeys. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't fit any of the dialogue that was happening. No, in the movie yet. there was a lot of, and then going for the filmmaking aspect, um, there's a lot of master shots in the movie, but there's some scenes in the movie that are dramatic. That you think that would that would have um, benefited from close-ups, but instead he would just keep it at master yeah. shots, which was weird. Although weirdly, for me. the resurrection of Lazarus, yeah, when that happens, it was legitimately like that was pretty fucking epic. Even yeah. though you don't actually see the resurrection, no, he opens. There's this well, great shot of like the door opening, right? 
But and I'm like, fuck, this is actually you know this is the widescreenness. Actually, the really best well. part the best part of that though is the reactions of the other people. Yes, they're like they're Whoa. all like, holy shit, that dead guy, and he he didn't yeah. die like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. He's been dead for like four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but as <laughs> as the atheist guy, I'd be like, that guy's been trapped there for four days. That sucks. <laughs> That guy's been trapped in that fucking mosque for four days. So That's we've like, talked about all these other. Oh, Victor Bruno's in there. Um, Max von Sydow as Jesus. Probably I thought, one of. The, I thought he was. I don't know. I thought he was kind of weak, to be honest. I, yeah, like, I think it's because he comes off as being dickish yeah. a lot. And I also thought he came across really boring. Like I don't but, want Jesus to be boring. The, but Jesus it, is boring. It's, it's weird <laughs> because it takes until right before intermission. Where yeah. he starts actually crying oh, because he right. feels like he didn't get there, and his mom is like yelling at him. And oh I'm like, yeah, his mom was like five years younger than him. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, mom is still hot. Okay, <laughs> but uh, and then but he's, then he starts crying because he actually feels like he should have been there to do this thing, and so he just <laughs> fucking does it. Okay, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, this is like the first scene in this where I think I actually think he's doing pretty good. Right, and in the Last Supper, I think he's great in that. I just think in most of the other stuff, I'm like, boy, it's not very fucking good. But I thought he was he's also. Just, good. I just thought he was not boring. very likable. No, no, I thought, but his performance is kind of boring. He's yeah. just like da 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 da. I think, I think, yeah, that's the whole thing. He just says, "No, I have to say this line from the Bible." Right. And I'm like, can you not make it so that we all actually go like, oh, if I met that guy in the street, I would actually like him instead of just think I'm like. That guy's somebody I never want to talk to again. He's a real, <laughs> he's a real doofus. <laughs> um, looking at my notes. Oh yeah, Robert Blake. He's in there. Yeah, he, did, did he he's one of the. He's one of the disciples. <laughs> Yo, that, he's a fucking trouble. I, I didn't know him all. <laughs> I didn't notice him. I didn't notice him until the Last Supper. And I'm like, oh, there's Robert Blake with a beard. And then I mean, he doesn't say anything. My notes also says Heston also has a real condescending tone. Oh, whatever. Well, that's just, that's Heston, just Heston. He's like that's, got this booming Heston voice, and he's like screaming at people. So I mean, screaming at people that I can agree with. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot of on location shots, but then the actual like uh, crucifixion. It's like on a set. Yeah. It still looks not bad, but no, it I doesn't think, look as good I as thought the rest. It, it's kind of neat, though. I like yeah. how the set looks. Now, one thing that laughed during the Last Supper, when he was, like, speaking, like, how he normally does, like, like from the Bible and just, like, passages, sounds like Shakespeare stuff. And one of the guys says, can you speak plainly? No pronouns or no proverbs or something like that. And I started laughing. I was I like. I remember that. Yeah. He's like, could oh, you speak that more? That would have been awesome. Could you speak more plainly? That's what I no proverbs. That sounds like, like it's from the fucking life of Brian. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I thought that was really funny. I was like, thank you, because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> so yes, the beginning of this movie. Yeah, everybody's sitting around. Yeah. They're all like, the king mm-hmm. is like, the king sees like the throne the room three, sets pretty awesome. The throne yeah. room, and he meets like there's a, a king that meets the three wise men. Yeah. Oh yeah. In that scene, the three wise men are in brown face. Mm-hmm. They're never in brown face again. Yeah. It's like, just reshoot that first scene so they're on brown face, okay? Because they were very much in brown face for the first thing you yeah. see them. And then the next time when he gives them gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which, I don't know, it doesn't seem to make them wealthy, okay? Because they're still fucking destitute. And I'm like, this is one of those things where, yes, it's in the Bible. But in an actual story, it doesn't make any fucking sense, okay? They gave them a lot right. of stuff. I they're also... not rich now. They're not, like, well off. And by rich, I mean, they're, at least, they're still, because <laughs> apparently the rich thing is really where it came up. Yeah. They, he's talking to the rich guy. Yeah. And he converts the rich guy so he becomes one of his disciples. Oh, right. Yes. And yes. the rich guy, and it gives him the eye of the needle thing. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't fit with the rest of this fucking conversation. <laughs> it's literally just, this is in the Bible. I have to say it now. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy. 
Yeah, I did like um, Alex North's score is really good in the movie. The There's music, times where the it's great. Is really and good. sometimes it felt like well, uh, that was just Lord of the Rings. Well, I would say <laughs> some of it sounds really the beginning, Lord of the in the beginning of the movie though, like the credits and stuff. I really like the the, yeah. the theme of it. Is 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 pretty good. Um, I I think people maybe uh obviously more religious than us would probably I think, be a little kinder to this movie. Yes. This is not a terrible film. I surprisingly, like at three hours and twenty minutes, it was surprisingly more watchable. But maybe because we saw yeah. the Cinerama, that yeah. definitely helped. Um, so I'm gonna. I again, I'm, I'm at two stars at it. It's, I'm giving it two because there is some really beautiful stuff. Yeah, but, but Jesus is boring. If people like, <laughs> here's the thing: what we ended up watching here was a Jesus movie that was still pretty high budget, but I think it might still be one of the lesser Jesus movies. It was. It was actually at the time it was the most expensive film. Oh, I believe it. It, it was fucking forever it's long. Not, and there's, they had to pay yeah. 400 people a couple of times. It was 19. Okay. And then I, I think it was, they started filming in 1962. This came out in 65. And, oh, God, I believe and, it. And the, it was 18 hours. Uh, this is like four television It was series. an 18-month <laughs> post-production. 18-month post-production. That's, to edit and... That's because there's no special effects at all in this movie. There's no stunts. There's, there's no special effects. So, there's... Spe- well, in mean, 1965, well, I mean, it's special effects. I guess effects. at one point, he is crucified, and I don't know who it was that was crucified, and then you show a close-up of him up, so up on the thing. a lot of the effects, though, are a lot of, like, matte paintings and stuff of, like, yes. you know, yeah, the one they show, like, that. the long shots of people coming out of a castle, but the stuff behind it is not real. Yeah. Um, so, and that stuff all looks good, still. So. It looks in, really in good. In the mid-60s, oh, it, it looks really good. It holds good. up really good. Yeah. yeah. I was, it was really But I there's also plenty of other stuff that was like, they just went to a fucking desert and just had people walk around. It looked great. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That's the greatest story ever told. After this, we did have an hour to go and eat, so that was nice. Yeah. Because um, we have 12 hours of stuff. <laughs> this is by... This is, even though it only has six movies, we did a seven movie episode. Yeah, once, yeah. This has got the more minutes of yeah, movie in it. Yeah. Because four of these movies are over two, two hours. Over two hours, yeah. and one of those four is over three hours. Yeah, that we just brought. Yeah. So next one, we're um, seven o'clock, Nevada Smith, Steve McQueen. So I picked this one because my dad was like, he's been trying to get me to watch this for years. My dad's a big okay. movie guy. He's the reason why I'm into movies. Um, And he's just like, you have to see Nevada Smith. It's so good. Carl Malden, you know, Steve McQueen. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So, and I, and I'm a big Western fan. So this is a revenge movie and Steve McQueen, badass Susan, you know, great, great escape. Yeah. All that stuff. You've seen that. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Great escape. Oh yeah. I've seen great bullet. Escape, yes. I you ever seen think bullet? I've seen bullet's pretty good. I mean, it was young, maybe. Nevada Smith, Steve McQueen plays a teenager. Yeah, and they talk about how he's young, and everybody talks about how young he is. And I'm like, that guy, that guy, <laughs> that guy looks as old as I do. Okay? <laughs> he was 36 when they filmed it, God. and he looks like he's 50. He looks like now. Granted, it's because it takes place over a long period of time, and he's supposed to age up, but he's supposed to be an adult by the end. Because I think it takes place over like a decade. Right, but they don't really get into that. They don't either. really get into that. No. Either. And because for a while, I'm like, but oh, boy, wait a minute, it's been a while. repeatedly call him a kid. They repeatedly, people that are, people also say they immediately on, a ha- on seeing him call him a half breed. And I'm like, really? That blonde white guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's supposed to be a half breed in the movie. Anyways, his um, mom and dad get killed by three guys that are looking for gold. And uh, they think his dad has gold, and then and they 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 brutally kill oh, him. Like, they don't they don't show it. They just exp- which luckily they didn't show. But they graphically when, tell you what when they he did. Describes what he sees. I'm like, holy shit! I'm glad they didn't show. They that. split that his mom in two. Horrible. Apparently, yeah. They split his mom you in sort two. of see them with a knife, and they start cutting her. Yeah, but they split her in two. And, she, and yeah, and, and they like, and they Jesus. take his dad's face right, off. At that point, I had no idea who those people were. Right, I didn't know that was his mother. Oh, I thought right. That his dad had like. 
remarried a, oh, okay. a young a young Native American woman. Right, right, but that's his mom. She is a good bit younger than he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> she is like twenty. She's probably and somehow she has a teenage she's definitely son. older she's definitely younger than Steve McQueen. Oh it's yeah. Like, <laughs> she's really young and she's playing his mother. Yeah, yeah. So so um but then now, you know, Steve McQueen, he just he's full of hate and he burns the house and he's like i'm gonna go the rest of the movie is just like i'm gonna it's kill a him. revenge movie i'm gonna kill all three of these yes. guys early in the movie though he comes across well the thing that was weird is that any t- anytime he sees anybody he's like that could be them and he starts attacking them it, but it like what are you doing he almost murders numerous people thinking it might be them one the first people he sees are at least three three of them, of them right they're facing the wrong way right. but then he sees the horses and i'm like those aren't the same horses. You literally mentioned one of the horses is gray earlier, and none of those horses are gray. Okay, you figure it out now. Those aren't the guys. And okay? because of the, and that's that um, naiveness or whatever is the only thing that makes it like, oh, I guess he is a teenager. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> because you certainly don't look like it. Because on two separate occasions, he actively is considering murdering a person. Yeah, and then they become his friend. Yeah, that did the first time with those three guys. Yeah, yeah. And then they steal everything he owns. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> then, I'm like, okay, I'll give it. I'll, that one I could believe. They punished him in, in their own way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Brian Keith plays a guy that he runs into that ends up teaching him how to like shoot a gun and yep. all that stuff. And by shooting a gun, one scene of him shooting bottles, and now he's well, now he's an expert shot. Montage, man. It wasn't even a montage. It was one scene. Not even a montage. No, there's numerous because <laughs> because he shows them that, but also you show him like do quick. Oh, was, uh, oh when, like he's, when he's driving, he, when, he's, when, he's on, when he's on the at his horse. best friend numerous times, and I'm yeah. like, you are bad at guns, okay? So, <laughs> so at this point, the three people have split up, and um, two of the guys, I don't, I don't remember uh, the other actor. Unknown how many years ago. How many right, 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 right. And so one of the, uh, um, Martin Landau is one of them, Carl Malden is the other, and Arthur Kennedy is the other one. Yeah. Um, All three of them people that you've seen before. Yep. And so <laughs> they, they, he so he tracks them down one by one, and he gets my my favorite of the, of the three was um, the confrontation with Martin Landau, the first one. Really, my I, my favorite is the second one because it's so fucking like I know what's gonna happen uh-huh. in the prison, and yeah. I'm like it's all a fucking ploy, baby. So I thought <laughs> so Martin Landau. Um, I thought that was really cool because the way he was when he was like jumping on the fences. Yeah, and, I mean that it's was a cool. knife fight. It was actually so all I like of the that. well, mm. a lot of the stuff in this movie is actually really fun. And if I was younger, I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> you mentioned beforehand what your dad loved this movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If I had seen this when I was a kid, yeah. I probably would have yeah, also he's, fucking loved he's, it. I don't think and your dad was probably a kid when this no, came out. No, no, he wasn't. He was uh he was in the service. So my dad was 22 when this came out, 66. That's old. 46? Or no, yeah, so he was 20 when he saw it. So yeah, he said he was in the service. 20's a kid. We're old people. That's true. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, the Arthur Kennedy one, that that one where he deliberately robs a bank to get arrested because he he finds out that he's 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 in in a Louisiana, like, weird swamp prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, weird. Okay. And uh, (laughs) then it turns into, like, you know... A white lightning or something. It goes yes. into like a South movie. Well, he's like long playing this guy. He becomes yeah. friends with him. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And then while they're in the middle of an, a prison break, he, he yeah. basically yeah. reveals him. who he is. Yeah. And he goes, holy shit. And the other guy's, no, it was all a mistake. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, oh, you're dead. He also gets that what's her face killed. Yeah. Which yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is fucking legit. Yeah. His vengeance has got. Oh, absolutely. He's got overflow. And then, okay? and then he also joins. And then later on, he joins Carl Mullen's gang. And yes, then get, and then he gets that, in there. which feels like that happens like a decade later. Yeah, yeah, a lot later. So I definitely didn't like this as much as you. I was disappointed. No, I didn't. I was disappointed in this movie. Here's um, the thing: I actually was enjoying it, and then I was not. <laughs> the, the Walter Matthau one really is like Walter Matthau. 
Oh, whatever the 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 final one. Carmel. Uh, Carmel. Right. <laughs> I Carl wish Malden. it was Walter Matthau. Well, I no, wish. No, Carl Malden's good. Oh, I, I don't like Carl Malden. Really, you're weird. I don't. Okay. There's I like something it. about Carl Malden that I just in it's any his movie. Giant nose. I love he's it. such he's a giant huge nose. nose. <laughs> I just don't think. I think he's really overrated as an actor. I don't. Really he's okay. Like I don't he's really like him. But here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. The first one, when yeah. that happens, it's awesome. Yeah. He essentially beats that guy in a knife fight. Yeah. And everybody's like, you fucking lost a knife fight. That guy's the best knife, or yeah. knife fight guy in the world. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, really? That doesn't seem that great. Okay. <laughs> he literally couldn't hit a guy who was just jumping around on poles. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> That's right. But the prison section. Yeah. If this entire movie was that prison section okay. where I know he's there for vengeance and he went to prison for this entire reason. He wants to go to the same prison so he can kill that fucking piece of shit. Yeah. And it's a long play, and that was like a good hour, if not a little longer of the movie. It's it was like at least 45 long, minutes, for sure. The, it was like the longest the section longest, of the film. It's the yeah. longest section. Yep. That part, I loved. Yeah. Because I knew... I would probably say that's long, the best part of the movie, It was all a long yeah. con, okay? I would say that's the best part. Now, granted, he, he, granted, he's one of the few people in prison who gets a girlfriend while he's in prison, and I'm like... Okay, you're in a swamp prison. How do you make girlfriends in swamp Actually, prison? Actually, no, okay? all the guys got girlfriends. Yeah, they, they, all, they let, they let like, all these girls. Yeah, like once a month, they just let all the freaking neighborhood ladies show up and bang them. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I, can I go to prison? That's not so bad. That's not so bad at all. <laughs> right off the bat, this threw me off because of, we talked about it briefly, but Steve McQueen is supposed to be a teenager in this oh, film. Oh, God, he's And he so, looks like he's 50. And he the way... So old, he's but old, also, he's wrinkled face. he is doing something with his voice, too, to be like, oh, like he's oh, trying to sound young. Yeah. I like Steve McQueen normally. He was playing he's, a teenager in The Blob 10 years fucking He's earlier. never really... And he already looked like he was 40 in that movie. Like, really, like, seriously, he did. Because he, he was ages. still in the mid-20s when that yeah. happened. Steve McQueen... He's not known for his range. He's known for being a badass actor. And yeah, here, I think this this per, this character needed someone with range. And I don't think McQueen had it in this film. Well, weirdly, the time where he fits the most is the last third. Yeah, I would say so. he's supposed to be an adult. Yes. And and uh, Malden does not recognize him. Right. Okay? Which, like, he Which, looks exactly the same. He looks exactly the same. But also... I, I believe it's been 10 to 15 years later. It was. It makes sense. It's a kid you saw one time, okay? The other so, guy's recognized him. Well, no, I guess Arthur no, Kennedy did. the didn't. first one... Martin Landau kind of does. He, he, when he recognizes him, he suddenly it dawns on him. Because, yeah, he's like, have I seen him before? Nope. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I have. <laughs> but, but the weird thing that happens at the end is, this is another movie that has Jesus in it, okay? Oh. All right? But here's the thing. It's not that fact, really. It's just that he meets... Well, okay, it's another time where he gets rescued. He gets rescued by some people who are like trying to lynch him or something. Yeah. From, what are those? Try- I can't I remember why remember. they were doing it. Yeah. Okay. But just some random priest guy saves him. Oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah. And then the priest has him like read the Bible because in this book he learned in this movie he learned to read. Oh, he reads right. the Bible. Yeah. Yep. And then he actively says, and this is actually a thing I kind of like. The only thing you got out of the Bible is eye for an eye, and I'm like, that makes sense. You're a fucking vengeance machine. Okay? So. <laughs> so right but, away in the movie, it was I was. I was totally out of it because of McQueen. Okay, I, he, I can. So totally I won't even say that. I won't even say he's a ba- bad in the movie. He is absolutely miscast in the film. He's is hundred percent super miscast. In the miscast film. In this I movie. was actively going to go like he's a he's a fifteen year old with a disease that makes him look like he's fifty. Okay, oh, and that's what I'm going to have to go by. And every time he's someone a, he's, that's he's younger, a, he's a half Native American who's white and blonde and has a weird disease that any, makes him look like he's fifty. Anytime, that's fine. Anytime <laughs> someone younger than him is like. 
hey kid and i'm like oh my god yeah like i couldn't oh i god. couldn't do it kid you're good bit five years younger than that no. guy okay what the fuck is so no um that bugged me <laughs> no i completely i don't like it. carl malden i like brian keith as the as cord as the guy that helps him out like he was my favorite yeah he's my favorite character in the movie in my favorite okay. performance i really liked uh i like brian keith in the movie. he probably is because also right at the he's end good although that's actually the stuff that kind that of was i didn't like that either oh at like, the end when he he's like yelling lee lee and i'm like uh then that that doesn't come really mean anything no. and they never and like, show him again. why is that fucking scene in this movie no. okay i guess to, that it almost gives him away yeah but because like... but he already passed like some super tests which i actually liked because malden like got him surrounded yeah didn't technically know he was right, surrounded. Right, right. But then he's like trying to trick him into revealing because he thinks he is this guy. Yeah. Mostly because there's wanted posters for him now because right. he escaped from prison. Granted, he escaped from a Louisiana prison and now they're in <laughs> California. I don't think California gives a shit. Okay. Though, besides that, I think the movie also is directed by Henry Hathaway. Henry Hathaway, I call him, he's not a bad director, but he's. I, I feel like that he's the guy that the studios get if they can't get John Ford or Howard Hawks to direct a, me, a, a Western. And Henry Hathaway, he did like he did True Grit, the original okay. John Wayne. He also did, I believe, I should look at this because I don't want to say it wrong, I think he did Five Card Stud. Oh, really? He did Five that, Pretty that in my, my birthday episode. Yeah, he did. Five Card Stud. Okay. The Sons of okay. Katie I actually, Elder. I can actually kind of see it um, because I remember Five Card Stud being competent but nothing special. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what his direction is. And I think this movie, this revenge movie, needed someone to bring it at edge and grit, and this director doesn't. Yeah, that's and, the weird thing. And the though. score is almost also kind of too upbeat. Um, I feel like the score just also doesn't have that revenge. I mean, this yeah. this story. I, I actually literally, I legitimately have no recollection of any of the music. I in wish this movie. the story a thing. I wish this. I wish this story, the script was taken by Italian Western. Like, this would be a great yes. spaghetti Western. If you've got an actual guy who could who was a who was, who was Native American, or at least could at least at very minimum pass as Native American, which is the opposite of Steve or, McQueen. Or Burt Reynolds yeah. in Navajo Joe. Just get that. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Burt Reynolds looks more like he's half Native yeah, yeah, than absolutely. fucking Steve McQueen, because yeah, at least yeah. he isn't literally the blondest guy in the world, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and but put an Andrew Morricone score in this, and it would have been yeah. So I my my I I actually as the movie was going on, I was liking it less and less. I didn't like it much at all. So I'm oh, I, oh really no I okay well I'm I'm almost really getting a bit higher one. I'm you. I'm one and a half on it. Oh, okay, I really so, didn't okay. like it. So I was here's, really here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. It's mostly because I actually mostly enjoyed this. Okay, okay. And then right at the fucking end, that priest shit happens. He infiltrates the crew. Yeah, and then right at the end. He shoots Malden, yeah, like twice, and he's like in a in a river, and Malden's like yelling at him to finish him off, and he walks away, and I'm like, I think we're supposed to think he's changed his mind, and I'm like, if you got rid of that priest scene, this is the brutalest murder yeah. of the entire bunch, yeah, because <laughs> he's still gonna die. He's literally shot in both legs in yeah. the middle of a fucking yeah. river. Yeah. He's gonna die. Yeah. But I think in this movie they're both to make you think, nope, he's he's changed his ways. He's I think forgiven. they were. Even though yeah. literally in the previous scene, he helped them murder numerous people yeah. when they tried to rob a bank or tried to rob a train. And I'm like, what the <laughs> this movie makes no fucking sense. There's a lot of contradictions in yeah, the film. It's for sure. weirdly, um, I liked it a lot up until well, especially you like the Louisiana prison, the prison stuff. The, the prison I stuff like you that like. prison yeah, stuff. Yeah. That prison stuff is a three star movie. I would. This is a two I star that, movie. I would say this that section was the best Two and a half part. star movie. Okay. 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 
Yeah, I but because of I didn't like Malden, I didn't like the direction and McQueen. I liked Malden. McQueen was he, horribly miscast. Yeah, it's a one and a half. I for understand. Me. The, yeah. he is horribly miscast. He is terribly miscast. Yes. Nevada Smith, yeah, big disappointment. I, I talked to my dad last night, and I, oh, I'm like, oh, sorry. Have, he, you, have you been kicked out of the family? No, 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 no. He understood. He understood. I mean, he understood my reason. But he's he like, also he's saw like, when he was it. 20 right. and in the military. But was really, <laughs> what was really funny about it, though, so I had a big problem with it, and he's like, he's too old, right? <laughs> he, knew, he knew exactly. He's way too old. He knew exactly what I was talking Anciently about. Old. He's ancient. He knew exactly what I was talking about. Okay, the next movie. So this is The Drive-In, which was a double feature of The Chase and The Killers. Two movies that are really different from each other. Oh, actually. yes. Very Boy, are they different. Very different but from each other. But if you watch trailers, so you're thinking, these are relatively similar movies. Yeah. Okay, they are not similar so movies. So this is The Chase, directed by Arthur Penn, who went on to direct Bonnie and Clyde the next year. Um, so he's pretty, you know, at this point, he directed The Miracle Worker, I think in 62. And then he did a, previously did a movie with Warren Beatty called Mickey One, which was kind of like an American-French New Wave film. Which I've never seen, which I want to. But Arthur Penn, so this movie was was uh, made, it's, it's funny. So I have this book here called Fiasco. Yes, it's I've a, seen this it's, book. It's a history of Hollywood's iconic flop. This was a flop? A huge flop. That's, Critically that's annoying and box office. Because, okay, spoiler to my review, this is the movie I have liked the most of all of our the movies we've watched for this fucking show. Yay! Fucking hell. I was enraptured with this movie for last hour. Well, (laughs) so I've stayed away from this movie, The Chase, because, so I've had this book for a while, The History of Flops, has like Popeye in here, it has Ishtar. The Chase has literally got its own fucking chapter. Well, they all do. This is not just a list. No, every movie has a chapter. So there's Popeye, there's Cotton Club, there's um, Cutthroat Island, Last Action Hero. (laughs) Shanghai. theaters. I did too. I did too. Shanghai surprise. You're like four. I was. I did see it in the you're theater. Fucking your Ishtar. Are bad parents. Ishtar. <laughs> so this movie, The Chase, and I. I remember, Ishtar. We're we gonna watch Ishtar for this sometime. Oh, in '87. That's true. Have yeah. you seen Ishtar? Uh, yeah. Oh well. We gotta, <laughs> have you seen Heaven Can Wait? Is that in there? No. Heaven Can Wait. That's a, that was a hit. That was nominated for Best Picture. Was it? But nominated for Best Picture doesn't mean it was a hit. Yeah, that's true. There's plenty no, of was it, no, it was a box office hit. Anyways, it? Okay. so I'm looking at the Chase, and I so I read this this chapter years ago. And I, I've stayed away from this film because I've, it has a reputation of being kind of fiasco. This movie's fucking so, amazing. This movie's so fucking So when good. I... I'm so glad you liked it. So the chase... And picture so, Wagon! Oh! A picture oh, Wagon's in here. Yeah. Oh, I love Picture Wagon so much. So, it's so terrible. Reading about the chase... So so I was reading the chapter... I, after I watched it, I, I um, after we came back, I reread this chapter to find oh, out okay. more about it. So I'll, I'll go into oh, a little good. bit more you that. You can inform me. I, I don't yeah. read. I'm illiterate. So <laughs> the chase is starring Marlon Brando... Robert Redford and um, a young Robert Redford. This is like he was very early on in his career. He wasn't above the title. He wasn't. It wasn't like his. Uh, oh yeah, this thing. is. I was wondering because he's young in this. Yeah, but he was still hit by the handsome stick. Every oh, time, oh every absolutely! Time. For God, yeah. is he an attractive man? Yeah, he in this is movie. very, very, very pretty. <laughs> um, Jane Fonda, but it's also lots of character actors. You got E.G. Marshall, Angie oh, Dickinson guy, in the first movie. Is, a, of, the, of the Angie Dickinson double, double feature. feature, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Angie Dickinson, another drive-in with Angie because we saw Big yeah. Bad Mama. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did. Robert Duvall, one of his uh, yep. um, first, um, which I'm like, roles, wait, yeah. was he born 45? Because he was 45 in there, <laughs> and he was 45 in the mid 90s. Okay, so I think he was. I don't understand how he, he was dated. 35 or 36. In God, he yeah, does. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he, looks, he looks old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Chase. So this was based off of uh, of a novel uh, and a play, I guess. 
I'm looking at Wikipedia I don't know right how there. This would be based on a play. Yeah, I don't weird. know. I guess the Redford character is only talked about in the play. Yeah, because but in this, okay, well, so you, you, you well, I'm going to do the synopsis, and the yeah. synopsis, I'll make the synopsis a little short, but it tackles more things than just the synopsis. But the synopsis is Robert Redford plays a guy named uh, Bubber, and it, I'm like, I'm saying Bubba or Bubber, and then I was like, okay, it's Bubber. So Bubber is is this guy. Uh, it's a southern town. He um, was in jail, and he escapes with this other guy. The other guy. Kills. He's, he's not really a character in the movie. No, no, no. He kills. <laughs> he kills us. Like a, they try to steal a guy's car, and they like yeah. they. He kills him. Robert Redford doesn't. And Robert yeah. Redford's in fact like, what did you do? And then the guy just takes off, and Robert yeah. Redford's left, still wandering around trying to escape. But he kind of Robert Redford's character kind of gets um the blame for the murder. So word is going his out. Fingerprints or something. Yep. In, in fantasy his body. movie yep. version, they had yeah, fingerprints yeah, yeah. back then that worked. So, so the so but then the, the rest of the movie takes place in this small town. Um, Marlon Brando is the sheriff, reluctant sheriff, because I think he was a farmer, and then the rich guy who owns the town kind of like made him like gave him a deal. Like, yeah, you can. I'll let you be the sheriff or whatever. Um, and his wife is Angie Dickinson. E.G. Marshall plays the um, the rich guy. He has a lot of different things. He owns a bank, and he has like oil wells and whatever. And who plays his son is James Fox. And James Fox, who's a British guy, James Fox, and he, he has a pretty convincing American yeah, accent, he's, actually. He's, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> um, actually, everyone's kind pretty of, good in this movie. It, well, the first time you see him, I assume he's like a villain in this movie. Yeah, he's yeah. not really a villain. No, no, <laughs> no. Because he's uh, like at like that, that, right. at that well, and I'm yeah. like, oh, he's a fucking horrible yeah, person. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he actually kind of comes around. He's not that bad. So um, That's actually the thing about this movie is. You don't do not make assumptions. No, not at all. <laughs> and what so what's neat about this is that they had um they, they introduced all the characters. They have like Robert Duvall works at the bank, and then his wife, and and all these characters. As all this stuff is going, because it's a little bit of a melodrama with like people having affairs and whatnot. But while this is all going on, this is on a Saturday night. It's hot. People want to go out and party and drink. Throughout the day, it's known that Bubber is escaped and he's out yes. and he murdered someone. And, and the it's more also known that his name is Bubber. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not Bubba. No, it's Bubber. Like name is Bubber. And I'm like, yeah. what are they saying? Are, and they, then, are they saying Bubber? <laughs> yep. And then Jane Fonda plays his wife. Yeah. And who is having an affair with James Fox character, the yes. the son of the oil guy. The oil guy's worried that oh, what if Bubber's coming to kill his son? Yes. But all the other people. Like a lot of the townsfolk want, or like, it's Bubber like, killed this guy. It makes sense because they all believe that Bubber has escaped from prison and, and killed and murdered this guy. Yep, they, they kind of formed a little bit of a lynch mob or whatever. Oh, those guys and are the are those guys are the most terrifying thing in this. Movie. Absolutely, and then Marlon Brando plays the sheriff who's just trying to keep everything together. Yeah. He wants to find Robert Redford before yep. before the lynch mob does. Everybody thinks different people are doing different things, so, except for those the, the lynch mob. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing. Okay, so, right. Those you're you're right about them. Okay, so halfway assholes. when it first starts, the, you see Robert Redford, and then it goes over here. And then you see the James Fox, and then you see they introduce Marlon Brando, and they introduce Robert Redford, and then they introduce E.G. Marshall, and you're like, holy shit, this movie's really ambitious. It's it's a juggling act. It is. They really have to juggle all these characters to get to, and you got Jane Fonda, and you're like, oh geez. So I can see where this could have been a huge disaster because it's ambitious it's an undertaking of trying yes. not only juggling these characters but juggling so many different themes so you have like the um the the lynch mob justice thing you have there's underlying not even underlying there's 
flat out racism in this oh, film. There is, and I that, love it, and they tackle it. Fucking terrifying. This movie is not racist. It's showing you the it, it's the ugliness how of bad racism. Those people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also doesn't do the thing where like the code would require that those bad people have to be punished. Nope. No, yeah. They are yeah. scot-free at the end of this movie. Yeah, yeah. To go back to being monsters. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's um also the sexual revolution in the 60s, you know, with people yep. swinging. There's essentially oh, almost like swinging so party. There's so much swinging. There's almost like swing. a swinging party. And it's everything's out in the open. Like, everyone knows, oh, you're having an affair with her. You're having an affair. Yeah, bang, like, every, bang, 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 every, bang. Everybody knows what's going on. And and that was interesting in the movie. And Because yeah. that was kind of a thing in the 60s that was the swinging 60s, you know. Um, so I think that's, that they were addressing that. So there are so many different th- themes and stuff that I feel like that this movie could have been a disaster. So, when I was reading the book and it was saying all this stuff, you know, the chapter on how this movie is a terrible film, apparently, that... But really? The book even says this bad movie? Yeah. Well, yeah, that book's book, fucking dumb and wrong. J- okay. James Robert Parrish is the author, and he's wrong about he, this film. He's not just wrong. He's, he's unequivocally really, wrong. He's really wrong. I, this movie is I, fucking and, amazing. But maybe seeing it in 66, maybe it, well, it, it did seem thing. weird. Drive-in? Yeah. Bad place for this No, movie. this was not a drive-in Because you movie. have to pay attention to this fucking movie. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning of it, like yeah. you said, all these people show up, and yeah. I'm like... This is not a drive-in movie. Because I'm like, I got to fucking pay attention because I don't know know anything about these people are. And there's like subplots that are there but aren't as important as you think they're going to be. Yeah. The Robert Duvall character is the one who committed the actual crime that Bubber went to prison for. Yeah. And so he's also afraid that Bubber's coming back to murder him. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Nope. Bubber literally... Probably still doesn't know that, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. fucking know. He has committed crimes. He just, I would assume, assumes, thinks, yeah. they think I did this because it makes perfect sense to think I did this. Yeah. I've committed many, many crimes. I'm walking <laughs> that great, okay? That was interesting how they were doing all this stuff, and I, it drew me in. Like, it, it, it like really I was like, okay, I'm in. I was waiting for it to fall apart. I kept waiting because uh, I've read this me book. Me too, me too. I'm like, so... I hadn't read that book. So right now, <laughs> I'm like, okay... I'm in. When is this going to fall apart? Because I, I, was more, I know this is supposed to fall apart. And, mine was and, different. Uh, I was hoping it didn't fall apart. I was hoping too. Because I didn't know anything yeah. about that book. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm like, I hope um, this I hope doesn't, this doesn't, fall doesn't apart. fucking blow it in the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it does not fucking no. blow it in the end. No. Um, okay. So, well, I think, so you already spelled that, that you liked it. I really liked it too. I um, fucking I was really impressed with the, with the film. And my favorite in the movie fucking love Marlon Brando in the film. Oh, Brando, Brando was so good in this movie. He's really good. Here's the thing. Literally everybody Everyone's says it's a great ensemble. It's a great ensemble. Jane Fonda is okay. Well, I like Jane Fonda. She was good. good. No, she's good. But I think, well, like, there's another subplot. In a lot of movies, that would kind of bother me. She has her stepfather. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole scene with her and her stepfather. Yeah. And her stepfather makes some ambiguous threat that I still don't know what that meant. <laughs> but I'm like, for some reason, it doesn't bother yeah. me because it's an unimportant thing in this movie. Right. So Marlon Brando, so his performance, the way he acts in the film. So he has pretty known, like, he is a method actor. He's also... Um, an actor who's one of the first actors to introduce um, naturalism in performances. Yeah. Because at this point in the early 50s... He is, he's really good, but he's still just being Brando well, in this role. Well, in the, <laughs> early, well in, the early, in the early movies of Brando, people like, you know, Humphrey Bogart and Cary Grant, they're all like... I mean, they're great, but it's, there's a stiffness there's yes. you know to the performances of old... And he was the one that brought out, like, naturalistic stuff. Like, in the middle of talking, he'll, like... 
find a piece of lint on his hand. Oh, and like, yeah, yeah. You know, he'll do stuff oh, like yeah. that. And and and, uh, and the way that any other actor would play this, I feel like if you would have casted, you know, like, like a Steve McQueen. Or or someone who is a he's tough, old enough. <laughs> or 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 actually, here's one: Robert Mitchum. Like, if you yes. put Robert Mitchum oh, right. in this role, he uh, he would he would act it. He would have. He but, would be he would be fine in it. But he but no, he wouldn't be this good. He would have played it more heroic. Yes, he would. But what's great about this is that Marlon Brando is playing him as a tired. He's tired of being in this I town. I just have this. I have to. I, I have a job, and I'm going to do my job. But goddamn, I hate this fucking town. Right, <laughs> and and he he's so laid back in his delivery, and I think it's it, it's so funny. There's some stuff that I really laughed out loud, like the scene in the movie when, um, you know, when that one guy is dead, and you're like, do you think he was killed? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, the way he said, yeah, cracked me up. He's like, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he just has this the way he delivers his lines that, like, he's known as a mumbler, and he kind of mumbles through because he he's Marlon he Brando. He mumbles this a lot, but to, to the degree where I'm like, I'm, I was wondering at one point, I was like, does he actually is this the first movie where he stuffed a bunch of cotton in his yeah, mouth or something? He's, he's so but, but but I can understand what he's saying. Yeah, he's, but I really like But I think his performance is is really good in the movie, and I love his just his laid back. And it felt more real, like a real actor. He's like, and and then when he gets mad, like at um towards the end of well, at the end of the movie. So there's a scene in the movie where the the mob is kind of get really mad. They want to take over, and then Marlon Brando. There's a, a guy um named Lester. He's a black guy. He doesn't show up till like halfway. No, and he's housing Robert Redford's yeah, character because he like runs like the dump. Yep, that this guy does. Yep. and Robert Redford is a friend of his. Yes. And, oh, and Bubber, I'm sorry, I'm going to call him Bubber. Right. It's been Bubber. And, okay. and uh, Bubber. <laughs> Bubber. Um, so, uh, but Jane Fonda, so Lester goes to trying to find Jane Fonda to tell, hey, Robert Redford's here. The Bubber's here. Yeah. The, but she's not home. She's not home. And then the lynch mob guys, who are super racist, yeah. just want to pick up a black see, guy anyway. They see that he is trying, that he was inside of the yep. house or yep. the apartment of a white woman. And they were essentially. And they are 100% going to kill him. Going to murder him. Oh, absolutely. And then Marlon and this Brando is one shows of, like, up. like five times where Marlon yeah. Brando characters randomly show up to save somebody. But Marlon Which Brando. Like, I'm fine with Why, this why this I think he's circling around? Because yeah. he knows what's happening. He knows. He knows but Mar- bad, bad shit's happening. I mean, it's town. a time bomb this town yeah. is. And, but Marlon Brando shows up, and when he takes um when when he takes the Lester under and he's like okay cool you know and then he's like you're going to prison you're going to be safe there you're going to I'm putting you in jail I'm protecting you no he's but and, and now Lester is also like you can't do that because you haven't got probable cause or whatever he goes you're not answering my questions he just literally just basically <laughs> makes up a reason to put him in jail well, can, and then he says that he legitimately isn't answering his question right right he knows that he knows where Bob right. is because he knows he's a friend of Bubber's, right. and there's no reason for him to show up and go to Bubber's wife's house. But okay? he's not telling, but Jane Fonda <laughs> goes there, and then Jane Fonda finds out the news. Still, Marlon Brando doesn't know. But now the lynch mob guys show up, and they're like, hold Marlon Brando down oh. so one of the guys, E.G. Marshall, can go uh, they question him. They living shit they, And that scene is so great because... It's so brutal. Like, and that's I why... I assumed he was dying. That's why you couldn't um, cast Robert Mitchum, because Robert Mitchum would not... You can't kick his ass no and the way that they that marlon brando played him like that is it's such a brave performance to go there and be like you know what i'm gonna get beat up and i'm gonna get it beat up hard and i'm gonna own it and he gets oh, a shit kicked they, out of him also mids the, the makeup in this yeah his post beating is like holy shit oh, his eyes uh, all swollen did, did they just beat him up for real That's it looked, it looked really good they put and then put red paint on him because it's so a fucking one movie. of one of <laughs> one of my favorites there's a lot of blood in this movie, yeah more than i expected one of my favorite um things in movies 
is when when someone like makes a stand. Yeah. And when Marlon Brando, after getting the shit kicked out of him, when he goes, they go to the junkyard, which is a great location, by the way. Oh they god, go, it's phenomenal. They go to that. They go to the junkyard, and Marlon Brando, you know, they're shooting Robert Redford. Robert Redford, he's right there, and the 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 lynch mob has guns on him. Marlon Brando still with the shit kicked out of him walks over there with a gun, stands in front of Robert Redford. He stands back up, making his stand. And I'm well, like, ooh, I just love that point, part. That was so great. This is one of those things where the, the characters are making assumptions, yeah. and they're always wrong. Yeah. Okay? Robert Redford just assumes seeing the sheriff is the last thing he wants to see. Right. But the sheriff in this is 100% on as much on his side as he can be. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want him to get killed. No, okay? no. He probably certainly is going to put him back to prison. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Spoiler, he doesn't go back to prison. No, no. But Marlon must prison six feet under. Okay? <laughs> Marlon Brando. But but that scene when he makes that stand, I'm just like, whoa, yeah. Like that was such. Oh. that was such a great moment. And and uh, and Brando pulls it off. Um, yeah. Everyone else is really good in the movie. Um, I think E.G. Marshall is really good. Janice Rule as Robert Duvall's wife is oh, really good in the movie. Really fucking good in that. She she's is, um, so good in this movie. She's a terrible person. She's terrible, <laughs> but so good at being that terrible of a person. And she's banging one of the freaking lynch mob guys yeah. on the side. So that guy was Damon. So Richard Bradford, he was awesome. And not his character. He was really good in the movie because you hated him so oh, much. Oh, yes. You hated this guy in the film, Richard. And, and I didn't really know who he was uh, in it before, but I really, oh. really liked him. Okay, what? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you. I think I might know why this movie popped. Okay? okay, yeah. Remember that movie from like ten years ago, Drive, where the trailers made it look like it was gonna be this driving thing. Oh, this movie's called The Chase. Yeah. If you watch the fucking trailer for it, it says the manhunt is on, and they'll show scenes yeah. which are shot like very differently than the rest yeah. of this movie. Yeah. When you see Robert Redford on the around. run, yeah, 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 and you see all these great shots of him yeah. running and yeah. stuff. If you saw the trailer, you think this is a, totally a different chase movie. Yeah. movie. This is not a chase movie. No, not at all. This is a fucking it's a social commentary drama too. Yeah, is what social, this is. Social just, commentary. And they and nobody's chasing him. Okay. Oh. They all know why chase him. He's coming here. Yeah, okay? he's coming to the town. Why was this movie called The Chase? But there's a good middle section of the movie where it focuses on like the society party. So you see like a high yeah. society party with E.G. Marshall, and then you got the society party with Robert. Redford, who's like middle class, and then that's when you find out everyone's banging each other. Yeah. But Janice Rule is like she eggs people on in the movie. She's like, "Well, I'm seeing him, and I'm blah blah blah," and you're just like, "Man, it's, <laughs> she's she's really good in the movie. Uh, I really, really really liked her." This, I'm going to tell you when I cheered in this movie. Okay, I cheered in the end credits. Okay, because one of these fucking kids is this tiny little weird looking yep. dude. And so I'm like, that's fucking Paul Williams. I knew it. That's I, fucking Paul I Williams as like a fucking teenager. So and then in the end credits, like Paul Williams. What was really, what was really funny? I'm watching the movie and you see these teenagers in the background, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Who's the ten year old kid?" Oh, it's not a ten year old kid. Paul Williams is a. Fucking, he was like twenty years old, probably in that smirk. movie. He was just yeah. a tiny little dude. Yeah, let's see life. how old he was here. So he was. Oh yeah, he was twenty five. He, <laughs> he was so tiny. He, he, I thought he was ten years old. Oh yeah, god, he yeah. looks so tiny. Yeah. but he's also. I mostly was like, God, it's a, who's that weird looking tiny one? And yeah. then he starts playing guitar and shit. I'm like, is that fucking Paul Williams? Well, I didn't is know. That was, I didn't. Paul Williams? I didn't know it was Paul Williams <laughs> until at the very end he said a line. I'm like, that's Paul Williams because I, 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 I called it probably 
15 minutes before the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, Because yeah. I saw him. He was... Because there's this weird random scenes where yeah. you see the teenagers. The... And yeah. the teenagers show up at the end and the drunk junkyard and they're throwing, like, flares and they're starting the whole thing on fire and I'm like, these teenagers are... This whole town's filled with shitheads. Right. <laughs> oh, but there's some great images of that when... You oh, the see, fire is so fucking oh, cool. So, no. But when the when the, when the tire's on fire flying over E.G. Marshall oh, and you're yeah. like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. That was, that was really cool. And they're like... They have the the three of them. Yeah. The 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 the, the mob guys. The love triangle. Oh, no, the, oh, love the love. Triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like in there running around dodging flares. Oh, Jane Fonda, Robert Redford. Like, holy James, shit! James what Bach, the fuck? Yeah. It's bonkers. It's it's, it's a bonkers crazy. movie. But also, I'm like, it just looks cool. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! They are fucking. So fun. what makes this fiasco? So they were trying to get this made. Marlon Brando was really down into this, but then. There was constant, I guess, script changes and stuff like that. And Marlon oh, yeah. Brando became less enchanted. So he says, I'm not even going to try. So the reason why he is so laid back as the sheriff, because he wasn't trying, but it actually worked it out works. so good. He's it, so good at it. It makes him different than everybody but else. But the author is like, this is why Marlon Brando is so bad in the movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Marlon He's, Brando is pretty great in this he movie. Is really good It's particularly it. post-beating. Oh, yeah. Well, I like the, all the of it. actual all beating. Of the beating. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. great and everything. But the beating happens. And then after that, like you said, he has the showdown and he's fucking. Yeah. I'm like, I, the moment. Yeah. That he saw, he went to the junkyard. Yeah. Uh, Redford. Yeah. Bummer yep. went to the yep. junkyard and met his friend. Yep. And his friend was sent. And then those fucking assholes showed up. Oh yeah. I was like terrified because yeah. earlier in this movie they do a movie thing, mm-hmm. and they telegraph. Somebody in this fucking movie's gonna die. Oh yeah, they're like all these all these fully grown adults are acting like they're shooting at each other, and then oh. she like blows her head off, fake blows off. I'm like, oh fucking hell, they just telegraphed the shit. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody in this fucking movie's gonna die. So and so I'm like, is is he gonna die? And then and then the sheriff's getting beat up. Is the sheriff gonna die? Is Bubber gonna die? Who it's... the fuck's gonna die? Well, two of them die. Two different people die. <laughs> So the, the, the and they had a really hard time. One like, of them gets killed by the fire. Oh yeah, <laughs> Arthur Penn, who directed this, and I think he did a great job directing. It's really beautiful shots. It's well oh, done. Yeah. I think he balanced it really well. He is not happy with the film. He thinks he he blames himself for the failure of the film. He, I think it's and like I, I said, I think it's the name and bad advertising. I, think, I feel like this, this is a prestige film, but the advertising like th- was a fucking trailer. Park I think garbage. this movie was. <laughs> I think it was. It might have been maybe ahead of its time. I think this movie holds up really well, and I and I and I I think is aged actually better. And I think this movie needs to be a second look because I don't think it is the disaster that everyone says. I it think is. it's the it name. Is, it is I think really it is good. the name and the trailer. I'm gonna Make give people it. People go to a drive-in yeah. and expect, oh, it's gonna be a great movie where there's a gangster, oh. these criminals are on the run and shit. And I'm like, that never fucking happens in this movie. Okay? I also really like John. Uh... I mean, I thought that was gonna. I, that's what I thought the movie was gonna be. Right. Because we're at a fucking drive-in. Yeah. It's called the Chase. Yeah. Okay. And it starts right out where there's a prison break. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh, it's a fucking prison break. Awesome. No. Nope, John um, <laughs> John Barry, who did the James Bond stuff, he did the score for this, and it was a really good score. Yeah, I really like that. It's a three and a half for me. Oh, you four for me. I was a four. Yeah, no, As I'm much, so glad you like thing. I was like, I was hoping I you were going to give it a four because well, I'm, I'm never, I'm never wavering on big hand. Yeah. and this is a better movie, yeah. so I have to give it a four. It's the rules well, of science. Well, it's funny with, with <laughs> when I was watching this movie, you know, and I'm like, ah, I, I couldn't tell if you were liking this or not, and I was really worried because I know you have. Problematic stuff, but the way that they well, they the, deal but they with they don't stuff. like try to. They, you aren't supposed to like, like the, the people. people. Yeah, yeah. That's what the thing that I, I don't was, like. I when was really so, impressed. When they're like bad. 
but you're supposed to think, oh, that guy's cool. Yeah. I'm like, no, none of these people are cool. Not even Bumper is cool, okay? Yeah. He actively knows he's not a good person, but he still doesn't want to go to fucking Peter and be in prison for a crime he didn't commit, okay? Oh, so the end of the, the film, so spoilers, so if you don't want to hear it, go back, go ahead. So spoiler alert, so it ends with um, Brando brings him back. He get, brings him and he's and there's a huge crowd and he's bringing, bringing Robert Redford up into the sheriff's office and he's all beaten up and everything. And then someone literally Jack Ruby's fully... That's what I exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Jack he Ruby's got fully Jack Ruby right there. Uh, one of the guys comes up and just shoots Here's the thing, Robert Redford several times. As much as we have said there were the three racist guys, there yeah. were fucking four of them. Oh yeah. But then at one point, one of them isn't in the fucking movie anymore. Yeah. And only three of them were at the dump. Yeah. And then the that dump. guy was there. And I'm and like, uh there he is. and then the fourth one is yeah. the guy who fucking killed yeah. him. I'm like Holy shit! But then what a what, fucking amazing. But movie. then Brando gets on top of him, starts beating the shit out of the guy, and then they yeah. pull. They had to pull him off of him. And, and but I thought Jane that was Fonda's a great scene. husband and boyfriend both dead at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and both was, dead in very different ways. Yeah. One of them was killed by a bunch of teenage idiots throwing throwing fucking flares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty cool, pretty powerful. So, um, I went to um, last month in January, I went to the Sony Pictures or Warner Brothers. I went to the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Is and there a poster up there? It was supposed <laughs> to no. So we um that whole town square, I was sitting there. Oh, that town square is in a lot of movies. This is the Back to the Future Town Square. I noticed watching <laughs> it. This is in Bye Bye Birdie. You ever seen Bye Bye Birdie? This oh yeah, town of course. square is a of huge fucking scene. Course the movie takes place in the fucking also, town square. Um, Music okay. Man too. Oh yeah, yeah. Music it's, Man it's a is, very, is it's, they it's, filmed it's that the Hollywood t- Town Square. It's I knew it the moment I saw it. I'm like, because so they have that fucking statue in the middle. What of the was shit. <laughs> what was really funny about it was so the guy um, Curtis was our tour guide, and he spoiled the ending of the movie of the chase. Yeah, because he goes, "Oh, this building right here is this where that you know, he knows for a fact nobody's seen." Yeah, he goes, <laughs> "He goes, this is the scene where Robert Redford goes up to the to the thing and he gets assassinated." And I'm like, "Oh, well." <laughs> thanks, thanks but, for letting we, me know. We didn't know what we were going to watch at that point. No, we didn't and know. Then, we had, then you saw it on here, and you're like, I also see that. I'm not. I'm gonna, like, I'm I not already know what happened. Yeah, I'm glad you spoiled it for me because no, I, I wasn't going to. I knew it for you. when that weird telegraphing scene happened. Yeah, somebody was going to die. But I'm like, I mean, also this movie might just be weird enough that it does that, but nobody dies. But no, nope, <laughs> somebody dies. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. I got the. No, I really. I was yes. blown away by this movie. I was on the edge of my seat and just had so much tension. All right, so I'm pulling up my phone here. There's a picture. There's great, great podcast stuff. Sorry, no. So I just, I'm showing <laughs> oh, that, Tim that, the picture. That's that, the sheriff. That's, that's it. That, that's that's the building. That's in. Yeah. That's. I think it's also the same building that Biff. That future <laughs> Griff. Griff. Oh in, right, right, in, right, in, right. In 2015, right. he like fly flew through the air. Oh, and here's there's our tour guy that that spoiled everything. There he is. That's Curtis. What a jerk. And, Fuck you, yeah, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was really sweet. I, I know he was really nice. Here's the thing: he didn't ever expect you to see the chase. Probably not. And not a week later. <laughs> but that, but that there that 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 was in there. That was in there. It's like uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. So I was on the set. Where, you know that most of this was, was cool. shot in. That's was, really which cool. Really neat. So cool. were no. you on the set from the next movie? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the chase. No. So the chase is a movie that I feel like needs to be rediscovered. I think oh, God damn, it it's is. So good. I think it is awesome. Here's it's really thing. good. It's after it, we saw this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. I mentioned I have some friends that are, yeah, are yeah. repeatedly asking me, yeah. what movies? What year are you in this time? And I happen to mention I I'm a movie. What did I see? 
I didn't say the name of the movie. Yeah. I think I just said something about, I'm watching a Marlon Brando movie from 1966, and he goes, oh, The Chase? That's the one where Marlon Brando gets all beat up. But I'm like, I mean, luckily i already seen it. I'm yeah. Like, well, he knew it, though. Wow. Like, oh, you've seen it. Okay, apparently he had seen this movie. Wow. He Did, says, and he, and he, he like it too? said, Redford, uh, I mean, Brando got beat up bad in that movie. Yeah. Like, yeah he does. I don't, I'll ask him. Like, he didn't really give a review of it. Right. <laughs> and, and then also, I didn't really mention it, but I do really like Robert Duvall in the film, too. Like, yes. He's really, really good in the movie. It's um, weird because I'm not trying to pick on Jane Fonda. Yeah. Because I thought she's she was fine good. in it. I but everybody else is just better. Okay. <laughs> it's just simply everybody else is just plain old better than she yeah, is. Yeah, maybe she maybe it's the character. I mean, she's role. really young. Yeah. She's yeah. pretty young at this point. She was and, thirty. And <laughs> she wasn't thirty. I think so. And, and, and then, then and she I guess I was just going by the fact no, that she, she was, was still fabulously attractive until like nineteen ninety. Yeah. And it was still not ugly. Yeah. Okay. So um, and then um, Angie Dickinson was really good in the movie too. I think, yeah, yeah. As, as the she had a and I, and big I, part in there. And I like their relationship though with uh, yeah. that how she stood by Marlon Brando and she, uh, I really yeah, like yeah. That. She was great. She was really good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot We're to gonna say. We're going to watch another movie with her in it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the next one, uh, this one feels more like a drive-in film. This one it's, is how do you know? Was three by four. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll tell you why. So because the fucking drive-in movie. No, no, no. I'll tell oh, you why. Okay. So the killers. So the killers, um, 1964. This is based off of. Um, this wasn't for TV. Yes, it was. It so, feels like it's TV, but yeah, it has yeah. like a bunch of blood. Well, shit I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. So the killers was there's a uh, it's Ernest Hemingway's The Killers, but it was um, well, it's like a short story. Right. I did I did read something. About, it says that in the so credits, based on a short story. There's a 1946 movie that I heard is fantastic. I heard yeah, this is a remake of that movie. Yes. Correct? And so, uh, but oh, a lot of people, that. a lot of people, um, like this one uh, as far as they're saying. As far as a remake, I'm like, it's not as good as 46 version, well, but it's okay. Those, those people are wrong also. <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie was, um, Don Siegel directed it. He went on to direct Dirty Harry. So, he, and I okay. see some shots that remind me of that in this movie. Now, I like I do like Don Siegel as a filmmaker in general. Um, this movie was shot for television. So okay. it, that's why that it, it's, that's why it has the 4-3. It, it it's not it, widescreen. The, the music is very television. So... It was too violent for television. Oh yeah, it's pretty violent. So that's why. So they released it <laughs> it's, to the. It's pretty fucking so violent. that's why it became a theatrical film. So it was okay. intended for television. Weird. But so yeah, this was going to be like a movie of the a week, movie or of the week, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yep, huh? yep, yep. Yeah, this doesn't make sense for so, movie of the week. So Lee Marvin, who I'm a big fan of, I love Lee oh, Marvin. Oh, here's the thing. Um, as much as I'm picking on this movie, Lee Marvin's good. Lee Marvin's great. Oh, he's and really he's like good. Partner in it is pretty oh, damn good Clue too. Gulliger is he's a character actor. All those things. Yeah. Are actually okay. Yeah. The flashbacks in this movie are fucking yep, terrible. Yep. <laughs> they're fucking unwatchable. You see, we, I don't know if they're. I don't think they're unwatchable. Oh god, but they're, they're the weak point. Was, weak like, point of the movie. I was like, got to a point where I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh good, the flashbacks over. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, <fucking> terrible. <laughs> oh uh, anyways, okay, Lee Marvin and Clue Gilliger oh, play uh, Hitman. You're, you're, you're missing a person. This is our second Reagan movie. Well, no, yeah, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Ronald Reagan's I'm getting final there. movie. <laughs> but yeah, it is Lee Marvin and Clue Gulliger. They're hitmen, and they go and they um, are doing a job, and they kill John Cassavetes, and they're just like, and they got twenty five thousand dollars. Which is actually a pretty cool it. scene. I mean, there's actually, a, I think it's a great scene. Zero blood in it. Actually, still, I think it's a great scene because there's um, they are they they actively are portrayed as fucking monsters. Yeah, and I'm like, I hope they don't try to redeem these people by the end. They do not. No, what was well, great about uh, the that, that opening scene too <laughs> is great because they go in, they talk to the secretary, and Lee Marvin literally just. Like takes oh, her and like he's <laughs> terrible. He's a mean, mean machine in this fucking movie. He's like, you tell me where she is on the train ride afterwards. They're just like, well, 
25,000 and that guy just stood there when we killed him. Why, why did he do that? I don't understand. They don't know who hired them. So they're like, you know what? Let's right? do some researching and figure out more about this. Yeah. And then they find out about the million dollars. There was a million dollar heist. And like, well, where's the money? Let's try to get the money. Yeah, I wasn't quite, I wasn't hundred percent clear how they found that out. They, but whatever. They, I mean, yeah. <laughs> through magic of they, TVs. They, right. TV magic. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so if they go back and then they talk to, uh, Claude Atkins, who I actually thought was really good in the movie. He plays the mechanic friend to Johnny. Um, I actually, was, actually, I actually really like Claude Atkins in the film. He's actually okay in it. Yeah, he's, he's actually. It was weirdly, but just like the rest of it, he was better in the non-flashback. Scene. Yes. Oh yeah, when he was whenever crying at the end. Yeah, when when they're, whenever they're in a flashback scene, it's like, why is everybody in this movie so fucking terrible? So they're it was bad at movies. It was <laughs> just. Yeah, what has it, it, yeah, it, it's because they're trying to go for a film noir thing. It is flashbacks. absolutely but god they're bad at it. It is. <laughs> they're it, really shitty. Yeah. At it. I mean, some of the dialogue was like, okay, that's film noir, whatever. Um I thought that um yeah, the flashbacks weren't as strong as the rest of the film. Oh. In fact, I love Lee Marvin and Clue Gilliger so much. I want them to be in every scene. I want that to be the movie, but it ends up being half at least half the movie is flashbacks showing Angie Dickinson and John Cassavetes like kind of love affair kind of thing, but then you realize that Angie Dickinson is so John Cassavetes is a race car driver. Yeah, it's just an all this bunch of shit that right. didn't make sense. So he's a race car. He's a race car driver, and he's doing racing and stuff. And she she just uh, randomly shows, shows up, up. Yep, gets all flirty. Yep, and they and leave together, fall in love, and then but then you find out that she's with a gangster played by Ronald Reagan, Jack Browning, and she keeps going back to him. So. But what happens is they get him to do a job, to be a driver on the job, on a job, Cassavetes. And then there's like double crosses and stuff like that. And, and Cassavetes ends up kind of leaving with the money, but you don't know where it is. And then it keeps on going flashbacks because they keep on interviewing. They interview uh, Clyde Atkins, uh, Lee Marvin does. I, I, the and then they talk in, to... The word is interrogate, okay? Right. And then <laughs> they, they torture stuff out of people. Okay? Right. Well, not Clyde Atkins. They were nice, nicer to him, I think. But I guess. but then they go to Norman, Norman, Norman Fell. They are dead. Who I thought was pretty good in the movie. Actually, I like Norman right. Fell. I don't like him in any ways. It, it's actually... It's weird... In all the non-flashback stuff, everybody's just better because they're not trying to film the wired up. Yeah. They're just trying to be Lee Marvin being fucking intimidating and terrifying and accurately. So Norman (laughs) Fell, they interview him in a steam bath kind of thing and he's in, in that steamer machine. Which I would never ever get in one of those. No, things. but I, 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 I'm not. A, I'm not a Sonic guy. But Some I mean, love but I don't want to be trapped like... in that no. thing. Well, like... here's the thing: he was trying to get out, and yeah. he could. He just need to open it up. But, but not if there's a bunch of lummoxes standing well, in Clu- front of it. Clue <laughs> Gulliger with the he has his shades on the whole movie, and oh, he's yeah. just like always. I love it how he looks around. And he's always like while Lee Marvin's like questioning, he's always in the background like fucking with something in the oh, background. Yeah. Like playing he's with a actually, toy that's or... The thing. Lee Marvin is terrifying in a different way than whatever his name. Kulu Gulliger. Kulu Gulliger. Okay. That's yeah. a fucking tongue twister of a name. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he is a different version of terrifying. Yeah. Which is like cool. Yeah. It was, there, was, there was really neat and contrast it's, with it's each It's weird because I was yeah. enjoying this movie yeah. and then the moment that flashback yeah. started I'm yep. like Oh my god, there's, I'm bored. There's this two. Is, it was like a minute in. I there's was so bored. two really lengthy flashbacks. Oh god, they're so fucking boring. Um, wh- the, the, <laughs> the one was I was really upset with was um, not upset, but I was just like, what? The racing. There's a racing scene where it's literally they show five minutes of a race. Oh, five minutes of a race that you did not need. That's because you it was did a TV not, thing. Yeah, and they had to get it to an hour and a half. Yeah, I guess you didn't. Reason. You didn't need it, and 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 that really bothered me. Um, I'm like, yes, in the in the theatrical version, you can edit some of this shit yes. out. 
Because you can make this movie an right. hour and 20 minutes, right. and it'll be a better movie. For um, I actually did like Ronald Reagan in the film. Um, really? Yeah. I really like that. Uh, I mean, the scene where they show how bad he was, you know, he's like, when he, smacks, when I, when he pimp slaps Angie Dickinson. Yeah. When, I was, when I was watching it, I'm like, because we've seen him in two movies now, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. And then the other one, he was bad at playing a drunk guy. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. wasn't particularly good in that. <laughs> and in this one, I'm like, I don't think he's, I don't know. I'm like, was Ronald Reagan? I think it, the reason he retired was because he did, wasn't. Really you know, it was really great acting thing. If you notice it, <laughs> and every shot though, his eyebrow was always one over. He had, he had a oh. constant smirk on his face well, like he, that. Here's the, whole the thing: time. he looks more like we all think of Ronald Reagan in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Because he had aged a lot. Between yeah, yeah, yeah. 39 and this. Yep, yep. And then he becomes president 15 fucking years later. Yeah, yeah. And so, he well became because right, like right after this, the movie, governor, he was the governor, governor, yeah, in yep, like yep. 68 or yep, something yep. Of, of California. So it was, yeah. So, but yeah, then the ending with Lee Marvin, and then how he can fronts Ronald Reagan and then you know he shoots him and shoots Angie Dickinson and yeah <laughs> nobody all there's a bunch of bad people in this movie uh-huh. and uh-huh. there are no more bad people at the end of this movie because they're all <laughs> uh, well like the clue guy he gets oh yeah he, that, that was a weird he got like sniped by Ronald Reagan yeah but you don't see it he just you hear gunfire and then and you then see Ronald Reagan down. later with a gun case yeah and I'm like is that, is that what just happened he got shot because it was terrible, okay? Yeah, there is one line in the movie, and of course, I'm looking at my notes, and I can't find it, that I really liked with um, uh, Lee Marvin. If, let me see if I can come up with that line. I did not write any quotes down, so no, I don't know what you're talking about. What, I don't like your story, lady. Will you tell me another one, please? Like, what oh, are you, like yeah. that was so great. Yeah. He was just oh, like... Oh, yeah, he does smack her, but they He also smacks like, her, and he's like, they, they, I don't like your also, story. I mean, he goes to the window and just opens the window up, and I'm like... Wow. And he throw yeah the like they like hold her outside they shove her out like, the window oh, okay I'll talk I'll talk and oh I'm that like, was so great and I'm like God damn it I wish this movie yeah. wasn't terrible so I would say there's parts of this movie that aren't terrible yeah so I would say that there's a twenty to twenty five minutes of the movie when it's Lee Marvin Clue Gilliger because I thought Lee Marvin was gonna be all over the film but it's literally he's kind of supporting in the film. Because he's not, there's like, yes, he's not, there's he's like, not in it as much like, as the uh, race car guy. There's like 45 minutes of the movie where he's not in it, you know? And, yeah. And, and that's so the first guy who dies in the movie is the actual main character. Yeah. Of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and Cassavetes is fine um, in the film. Like, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, and Angie Dickinson, I think is fine. Everyone's fine. But yeah, Lee Marvin and Kulu Gulliger in the film, I are really like, yeah, the stuff I liked, I really like. So. I, okay, um, I'm not. And by like, you mean you thought they were good. You didn't like them. You no, don't, they you, don't were just, be, you don't want to be their friends. No, but I always like <laughs> villains. I like villains in movies, and I like. Yeah, and I'm just if like, they're good at it, and they like, were really oh, intimidating. I'm like, oh man, they're badass, and I just love Lee Marvin, and and so I really enjoyed that performance. So I I know I liked it more than you. I'm still not fully recommending it. It's a two and a half. Oh, I'm going with because boy. I re- the stuff I liked. I really liked Cause that stuff when Lee Marvin was just like, yeah. tell me a story lady. And he's like, that's stuff I like. And, and, but the and stuff the ending, I, I think the beginning and the ending are great. I yeah. think the middle stuff with the flashback is middling and yeah. melodramatic and not as good the, as it fla- should have been. I, I dislike the flashback stuff. Yeah. So very, very much. I, don't th- I didn't really hate it as much as you, but I didn't like it as much Even though I, yeah. I liked a lot of the non-flashbacky stuff. Yeah. Because they were legitimately like intimidating and terrifying. Well, the op- when it and opened, also, I'm like, they die in the end, so I'm happy with that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, when when the movie opened, I'm like, the first five or ten minutes of the movie, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking love this movie. Me like, too. I was like, I am going to love this film. And then the first flashback happens. And then the first yeah. flashback. Yeah. And then like five minutes into the first flashback, and I'm like, nothing's fucking happened in this flashback. Right. What the, what function is this? I'm gonna. This is so terrible. I will it's say so this. 
I'm gonna give it one and a half oh, because wow. the good stuff is is I liked, but I you hate, really hated that. The stuff. bad stuff is a zero. So for if me, that entire movie was that, it's a fucking zero. So for me, for I me fucking was so bored. So the bad stuff, no redeeming. The anything. bad stuff for me was a two, and then the other stuff was like a three or a three and a half. Oh wow! So that's why because I give it a two and a half. Here's the thing: so. I would give the good stuff like a three. Yeah. But the bad stuff is a zero, okay. so I'm going one and a half. Okay, baby. I know okay. that makes sense. That's, that's splitting and it I know right down the middle. I know you're talking about the music um, being like TV. I actually really like the music in the movie. Oh, really? When I... when the Universal logo pops up and it's just like bum bum bum, and then it does this jazz well, like bum bum bum, you know, and then it does this jazz thing. Johnny Williams did the score. That was John Williams to the music. What? Yes, but it was credited. If you watch the credits, it said Johnny Williams. So it was Johnny weird because it yeah. didn't. It sounded like. He literally just took some stuff off the wall. Actually, and said, oh, "Play this." No, now. no. Okay. Was, actually, the very end when um, Lee Marvin is when he gets shot, he's shot, he's dying because he has a um, wound in his stomach or whatever. Yeah, and he's walking onto the lawn. The music. He was also shot during the sniper. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. But they didn't really let you know that. So, the, but when he was walking onto the lawn and the cops are showing up and he's about to fall over, the music there. I could hear John Williams. I was like, oh, oh well, there it I is. Did, I guess I didn't know it was John Williams. There it is. There's better, John. But, uh, There's John I Williams. I remember think, going like, oh, this is like so I thought it was, music um, from the streets of San Francisco is what it felt so like So, yeah. Me. So, I can recommend the bookend stuff. Like, all the stuff yeah. with Lee, Marvin, and Clue Maybe here. if we travel to the right period of time, we'll see the OG of I actually really want to see it because I've heard really good things about it. And so, I, I definitely want to watch it. I but, just, here's the thing, though. I would yeah. assume in that original one, the actual assassins won't be this terrifying. They will just be people know. with jobs. Or Maybe. Something. I don't but know. They could be really terrifying. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. But here's the thing. They all die in the end. So it's totally, a, in the 40s, we'll have to go fully, fully code. But that's fine. It's going to be they're film all, noir, though. They're, they're all going to die. I'm yeah. sure it's straight <laughs> film noir. That yeah, they, yeah. But no, so I ended up giving it, like I said, two and a half. But one and a half for you. So that was our movie. So out of the movies, I think our best movie for me is The Chase. It's Oh, The Chase is the best movie. Yeah. For for me, best performance um actor, it's Brando for me. Uh, I'm Brando. God, you know, actually, it's really th- this was a good week for performances because I performances. did like Jason Robards in Th- Thousand Clowns oh, as well. I liked him a lot more in Big Hand. I know you did. So um, that's supporting though. So it probably is Brando. Brando for leading actor, like yeah, it's not it's not McQueen. It's not no. Max von Sydow. <laughs> no, it's not Max. It's I mean, Lee Max. Marvin, but that it was certainly still is not Max. <laughs> no, and it is not Steve McQueen. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Lee Marvin, it's a weird thing about the killers is there isn't a lead in the killers. No, there, no, it's, it's like here's there's two different movies here. Which yeah, one's got leads? Yeah. We don't know. Okay, but the, but the chase, I think Brando is my favorite performance. Um, yeah, there's not much lead actresses going on. I'd give it to Barbara Harris for Thousand Clowns because I really like. Oh no, movie. it's uh, it's Joanne. Oh, Joanne Woodward for it's you. Joanne yeah, Edward. I'm sorry. I no, no, I get it. I get All it. the prices. <laughs> supporting supporting actor. So, well, that's uh, Jason Robards. Jason Robards for Big Man. <laughs> actually, God, it might be Redford. Redford is really, yeah. actually, really good. And this is like really early yeah. in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. I'm going to go with um, Lee Marvin for Killers. Lee Marvin is good. Me, but he yeah. is good. For me. I mean, the weird thing about Killers is they're all supporting. There's yeah. no lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would give it to Lee Marvin, even though he's billed as the lead, but it's a supporting yeah. performance. It's just, he was just the biggest name. Of for time. supporting actress, I'm giving it to Janice Rule for The Chase. Who played the the wife of Rob Duvall? Like she's my favorite supporting actress. Supporting actress. That would I would be... give it to her. I thought she was really. Good yeah, in the film. it'd be. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, Angie Dickinson is pretty fucking good in that though. 
the chase. Yeah. She's not any yeah. fucking worth a damn in the killers. No. Okay, she's terrible in that. Angie Dickinson was good in the chase as well. But yeah, no, I really like Janice Rule. So this was I this was a fun week. This really. was this was a this fun was, time going it was down. Weird. Or even, fun day, I should say. Even with fun day. Uh, the greatest story ever told being three and a half hours, there are stuff in that where I'm like was pretty enough and i'm like i'm still glad i saw that movie yeah there are other times where we've had episodes yeah. where i'm like i wish i'd never seen that movie well that, also movie, is, that movie is in my brain in the cinerama too i mean yeah, yeah, yeah sure. that's the way to see it sure it was totally real <laughs> so but yeah that's it for this podcast i think next week we're going back to 1953 53 yeah and it's um uh we pick randomly number number. This dead. is technically our first fifties, even though we did one in nineteen sixty and all the movies from nineteen fifties. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> October eighth, nineteen fifty three. So no driving, I don't think. We're not gonna hit a drive in. Well, <laughs> until next time, uh, I'm, I'm Austin Kennedy. I'm Tim Kaiser, and we'll see you next time. Well, next that's a different way to say it, next, I guess. Next. See you next. See next you next time. Tim. See you next Tim. Yay! <laughs> right. Bye bye. <laughs>